Oh, I see. I guess I'm uh, I'm connected. Oh. How's Thursday going? I don't know yet. I've been trying to sleep through it so far. Unsuccessfully. I also took a nap. You did? Yes. Because I got up today. Guess what time I got up today? Nine. Uh-uh. Even earlier. No. Seven. Yeah. Oh, later. Oh, why? <laughs> Eight. Eight. Our internet went why? out last night. Were you in Turkey? <laughs> no, but our internet went out, and um, the guy came in the morning, couldn't do anything. And then I walked down to Spectrum and got a new router and new modem. How fun. And solved the case. Fantastic. But mm -hmm. yeah, really fun stuff to do at 8 a.m. It was actually a really nice walk. It was overcast. I had I read an article about Keith Jarrett in the New York Times today. I guess he had a stroke last year. And he's paralyzed in his left side, which is really oh. sad. Sorry to start off the show with such sad news, but... I had no idea, and he's not playing anymore, and so I listened to his Bach, he did an album of Bach music, he's actually done quite a few, and I was like walking to the spectrum in the shit, in the, 
dark weather, sort of overcast, and listening to Keith Jarrett, and it was it was really nice actually. Apparently, Bach is the shit of classic music, man. I think so. Yeah. So there is someone on the line that's been making. I was gonna say, how long you want to ignore him? <laughs> I want you want to I ignore know, him. We and just let him make weird him? sounds. Shh. And we huh. like shish him every time he tries to make us down. I'm going to hang up on him a couple times. <laughs> we should have made a special soundtrack for him. Hmm. We we did a sound check yesterday and I don't think he realized we were on a sound check so he just started talking to me about his favorite TV shows and shit. <laughs> <laughs> This will be an interesting musical segment for sure. Yeah. So we'll just keep talking about him as if he's not here. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe he'll talk about himself in the third person as well. Well, something I noticed that's... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and speaking of... uh... Typical sound check. Yesterday we do a sound check and he says, Oh, I'm going to do it today with the electric guitar. I said, okay. And he said, but tomorrow I'm going to play with the acoustic guitar. And I said, well, then what the fuck is the point of this soundtrack? <laughs> and he doesn't have his kazoo. Ah, jeez. Oh. Who brought this man to the show? <laughs> so what time did you have your first couple? Did you hear something? <laughs> What time did you have your first cup of coffee today, Dad? <laughs> I know that he had it yet. Seven. What? Seven. Seven. That's good. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. What's up, yeah. Luke Senior? I you can't is he talking Check into your his... sugar, Dad. <laughs> Check your sugar, Dad. Thank you, sugar, Dad. I see. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's well. not sugar, Daddy. It's check your sugar, Dad. <laughs> I know. It, I said sugar, Dad. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just clarifying that for people. Hello, hello. 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 Hi. Is this the five question segments already? No. <laughs> no, it's not, ma'am. <laughs> but I have two questions. Who is okay. the younger Cooper Gardner, and who is the, the more handsome one? Oh. The young. Who's younger and who is more handsome? Two well, questions for you. He's probably younger at heart. Mm-hmm. Even though his heart's old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I see, okay. Um, and I'll leave it up to the audience to determine who's more handsome. Did you say more handsome or more cute? I forget. Handsome. Oh, I don't think either one of us are handsome. Oh, damn. <laughs> hey, I get it. It's, I, I get my jeans from him. I, you know, what can I say? It's not my fault. <laughs> All right, so who's cuter then? <laughs> it depends. It can change, right? Depends on the 
I see. It depends on the mood. Speaking of depends, <laughs> Dad, did you change your diaper? Yes. And I'm going to get some Botox done, too. <laughs> Because <laughs> we can see a good good place to do Botox for the yeah. show. Botox for the Botox? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's nice. what I was thinking, Poof. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Botox, Botox for, for the, the Botox. Botox. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're truly right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you never know. They might find like a new usage for Botox. So, uh... Well, I think that's why he's been making bizarre sounds. That's right. There. <laughs> okay. Still. I TMI. It's too much I really thought I was going to be on Ed Sullivan tonight, but I guess not. Ah. Hmm. Well, wrong number. <laughs> but you know, Dad, if you're ever bored, you should yeah. call. There's like on this Podbean app, there's probably 30 religious talk shows happening every oh, yes. all the time. If you're ever bored, just call into one. And when they answer, just start playing your guitar. <laughs> well, what, I, what I've been doing lately when I get all those uh, random calls about whatever, I just start talking Chinese. <laughs> Can we today. hear you talking Chinese? And then they yep. hang up. Yeah. 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 What I never understood about getting like those. For us? Huh? I was singing Chinese tonight. What I never uh, understood about getting those calls is that they speak to you in either Chinese or Korean or whatever language. Yeah. Right. Assuming that you're going to understand that because they're. They're calling people in the states, so the odds of them calling somebody to speak Chinese or Korean is very rare. And then, and even if they did speak that language, would they really want to talk to that person? That's the next question. I don't know. Yeah, That's excellent so question. I do get a lot of. Those. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. No, I get I get several of those a week easily. Yeah, and it's the same one, right? It's like the same one that the ladies sound telling you something. Mm-hmm. It's the same, mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah, that basically saying that there's um, some documents left over, left over at the consulate that you need to call urgently as po- as urgent as possible. Otherwise, really? they'll be gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I get them. My landlord gets them, and I'm just like, oh, okay, at least because I live in New York, and it makes sense because there is a you know Chinese embassy here. Which However, um, Chinese are they speaking? Mandarin. Mandarin or Cantonese? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Mandarin. I thought I was special getting these calls, man. Well, Chico, you're special, but we are all special chairs like you, okay? So, <laughs> uh, Isabella, I thought it was funny when you guys were over on Sunday for the barbecue that we were getting you to speak in your fake Chinese accent. Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> no, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, I remember that they just order takeout. So the word was. <laughs> Dad, you've got a lot of takeout coming your way. Yeah, Jane, oh, yeah, I got yeah. extended car warranty. Actually, this morning I got a call for that. Mm-hmm. About a car warranty. Oh, yeah, you do? I get that too, and I don't even have a car. I even oh, get me too. Yeah. Car insurance stuff and mail too. I don't know why. Weird. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, so I don't. I don't think I should do that. That's that would be terrible. 
and then people will be like, "Who the f is Isabella?" And then they'll start well, googling. Yeah, no, I mean, my dad already offended all of our Asian listeners, <laughs> so we're good. We're good on that front. Okay, I should hang uh, out right now. I feel any of our German-speaking listeners or Argentine listeners. I mean, feel free to. <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, we live in a time when you have to be very careful. Yeah. About being racist. Yeah, right. not that betty's kids weren't Uh uh-huh yeah well nobody knows who you're talking about so i know so never mind okay (laughs) sure what's your word anymore so uh i just wanted you guys to know i'm calling to uh report something Mm. uh is this a pass is it right i make it yeah this is the police blotter Yes, yes. So, however, I, I need to ask a favor from Chico that she needs to cover her ears while I tell you guys while I'm reporting. Mm. Is that possible? What? No. Well, I don't. No, you just, just for three minutes. Just for three minutes. Or, three or I don't know, minutes. the rest of the hour. Okay, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Covered. Chico, can you hear me? Are they covered? Can you hear me? How many fingers am I holding up? How many toes do you have left? <laughs> All right, great. So, well, it seems like it's working. <laughs> so I just, I need to report Chico because a couple of weeks ago when I went to your performance, I learned the fact that she does not drink coffee. What kind mm-hmm. of tanguera and people, I don't know, as a person who does night events and milongas and all that, doesn't drink coffee. Well, let me tell you, she wasn't getting a lot of action in Argentina because every time somebody asked her out for a cafe after the milonga, they lost that. They lost that one. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's very suspicious. I mean, how can you work for her with with her? I'm sorry, for more than ten years. That's that. Three minutes up. (laughs) Hey guys. (laughs) Well, you know who drinks a lot of coffee is my papa here hoop senior and drink it yeah since I need my seven. coffee rights to hoop senior i started i started at 11 drinking the mochas mm-hmm. and um and i don't know you said are you serious about seven or are you just oh like, yeah uncle clay yep he started me of course i had cream and sugars in it too back then not black like i take it now well that's wow. like a mocha except mocha yeah, also has yeah. chocolate yeah. What you drink it black now? I thought you coffee. drank it with. Uh, I thought you drank no. it with milk. Oh no no ugh no. What? When I was a kid, yeah, you always black. made me put milk in it. Yeah, well, that's a long time ago since you've been a kid. I know. I can't fucking believe. It. <laughs> <laughs> so I had mocha the other day, and I felt so jittery. Um, really? I was just like shaking my shoulders and like wanting to jump around it was such a bad feeling. chico 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 that was cocaine oh <laughs> yeah they, they that said wasn't mocha. It's mocha it was white well powder. yeah that's, sometimes they call it that but so what happens if you don't drink coffee nothing <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> Isa, Isabella, you and Marco have a. We've chatted about this on Sunday. You have a, a method at home, right? 
like uh, you have an espresso okay. machine, or I forget. Oh, make of distilling, uh, making cocaine, maybe. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know. I don't think I should be talking about this in my underground basement. How how long do you how long does it take you to crush the leaves down? <laughs> uh, well, them? first you had to no. I think you had to like make a paste and cook it for a while in the in yeah. a, somewhere in the jungle. Oh yeah, I saw that New documentary City. too. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I actually try my best not to make coffee, so uh, Marco can make it for me. Mm, okay. uh, <laughs> that's the best way to He's enjoy that, life. Man. Oh well, yeah, yeah. My dad yes, may drink is. a lot of coffee, but he drinks dog shit coffee. Oh man. It's gotta be, yeah, it's gotta be bad. It's Maxwell House from a mm-hmm. drip. Yeah, and I Does like it when it's a day old, day old coffee. Day old, it's marinated. You, know, you can't get heartburn, Chico, if you don't have a heart. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Ouch! This is, is this a roasting special? Cold blooded. <laughs> yeah. Hoop senior, this is why we invited you here. Mm-hmm. Take you apart. <laughs> I do have to say, I, I like um, chuck full nuts. Is that the brand? It's called it's such a very it's a very long name. Isn't it? Yeah, that's okay, a brand. Full nuts. Full of nuts. It's the heavenly coffee. <laughs> heavenly coffee. Heavenly coffee. Chalk full <laughs> nuts is a heavenly coffee. Coffee. Is he writing a song right now? He's writing a no, song right these, now, guys. No, they, they ladies and have, gentlemen. They had their own. <laughs> they had their own I think he needs his eighth coffee. No, they had their own jingle. Better coffee a millionaire's money can't buy. That's what was Chuck full of nuts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't see them that frequently in the supermarkets. However, uh, I had a roommate and he brewed it. It drip, which is not the greatest, but you know, I, I would drink it because somebody else made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, for what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there just can be choosers. So I'll drink the coffee. As long as I didn't make it, I was fine. <laughs> So how many cups of Silence. coffee do you drink, Chico? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how many cups of coffee I drank yeah. or drink? Uh, okay, I guess the better question would be, were you ever, like, like habitual drinker of coffee? And then you quit? Or you just you never got on the bag? <clears throat> I never got on that train. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> I probably had coffee less than... I don't know. <clears throat> so, let's like you all fading. my life, probably. <laughs> you sound like I you're fading. I am. Into sleepy land. Faded there. I, so you have um, you have jet I, lag, and it's already three fifty in the morning, right? Yeah. I thought I was over jet lag actually. Um, in two days. But then. I guess it's easier yeah, going east I mean, than coming I felt west. Like, yeah. yeah, I I feel it's easy for me here. But then, yeah, last night I couldn't sleep well, and then the, tonight I went to bleed. At, bleed. I went you. to bleed, guys. You. <laughs> TMI. 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 That's not that's normal. My dad's a virgin, Chico. Don't talk like that, okay? That's normal. That's biology class. Jesus, you guys, so juvenile. <laughs> Anyway, I thought very smartly, and I went to bed at 10, mm-hmm. but I only slept an hour instead of five hours until the show. Mm. It's because you're not mm. good at math. 
No. <laughs> no, I think, I think so. See? 10 p.m. was 3 I knew if I told a dad guys. joke, he would laugh. Hey, guess, guess what, Adam? Yeah. Greg Ashton has joined. No. Yeah. His, his uh, number is ESPR151, Oh, hello, Greg. Yeah. My middle name, everybody, is, is that gentleman's last name. And my father moved it over to me. I don't know how to say that properly, but yeah, I was named after him. <laughs> <laughs> Came out weird. So, <laughs> almost sounded like a sci-fi. So his last name is Ashton? His last name is Ashton. There's a famous actor named after him, and then there's me. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not know this information about you, Adam. Well, Greg's my okay, best well, friend, let's... and when Adam was born, uh, I didn't want to call him Greg. It's a long story about calling Adam Greg, and because Greg, our, my brother-in-law's name was Greg, and we thought his name, might name his son Greg. Blah, 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 blah. So I says, okay, I'll call him Ashton. Middle name, Ashton. Instead of Adam Greg, which would have uh, been stupid. I, wait, I thought you were going <laughs> to start with Greg. Didn't, didn't you guys talk about starting yeah, the name Greg? Some, yeah, it was going to be Greg. Yeah, that was... You know, it's funny wrong. because mm -hmm. when I... in Sharon and I have this conversation occasionally about names. Like, when I hear you say... I was going to name you Greg. And I think of the people that have the name Greg that I don't like. I think like, fuck, I'm so glad you didn't name me Greg. But then when I think of like Greg Ashton, I'm like, oh, that would have been cool. So, <laughs> Well, you got to understand his middle name is Gregory. His funny first name is John. Yeah. yeah, but his oh, first name okay. is John. He has John Gregory Ashton. But he, he picked up on Gregory most of his life. He's just called, or he was called Ashkin or Ashcan. Mm -hmm. Ashcan. Ashcan. Well, well, well Ashcan, Ashton, they have a twist Ashcan. on our mm -hmm. name, too. Chico's, I don't know, Dad, if you ever knew this, but Chico made a <laughs> twist on our last name. Yeah. Chico, why don't you tell him what, what it is? Adam poops in anger. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know. I think. He should have changed it for Tango. That should have all been his of the, name. That would have been awesome. catchier. You know, we might just do that yet. Like, on all the flyers. <laughs> like, Chico Tonigan, Adam Poopsenanger. My password. Oh, didn't I tell you this? My password, not anymore, but my password for my bank login was Poopsenanger. And when COVID <laughs> hit and we had to apply for the PPP loans, I went to the bank and I was talking through the glass to the woman and... And she was like, I'm going to need your password to set up your business account. And I was like, I'm going to spell it out really slowly and hope she doesn't put it together. Well, it's a fucking word, so of course she's going to put it together. Oh, my God. Well, did she say anything? No, she was very polite. I'm sure she's said many things that I haven't heard, but... Of course, when I say this, I always imagine a face for Adam, too. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the last four of your social, Adam? Just come again? I have it's a crease in my forehead that I call poops and anger. 
So, Dad, you and Greg have been friends. You for a very long time. You guys took a road trip to New York City back in the seventies, right? <laughs> oh God, yes, we did. And we're, by the time we got into uh, New York, they were having a concert in the park, and we got to the the end of it. But it was John Mishu, uh, whatever that guy's, John Mishu? Crap, I don't know. What? You know what I'm talking about? No, you don't know. I don't even know what language you're trying to speak right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the guy who played guitar crazily and all that kind of stuff. But while we were there, he had to get a, uh, for his girlfriend at the time, Sharon, he had to go into Tiffany's and get a, something from Tiffany's that had the name of Tiffany's on it to impress her that he actually went to New York. Strange. We ran out of gas on the way back. Wait, this is a friend of yours. Who? Who's a friend of mine? Greg. John Gregory. Oh, the person you're talking about. Ma- yeah. Oh, Greg just wrote in Mahavishnu Orchestra. Mahavishnu. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. So that man had to go into Tiffany's and get something for his girlfriend. Yeah. Billy Coblin was on drums. That's right, Greg. Mm. Thank you. So you and, guys tagged along to this trip? Or? Yeah, Greg and I. Greg played in the band uh, Underdog back in 1969 or 70, maybe? Or was it 71? Something like that. So we've been together knowing each other and best friends for and dropped a lot of acid together. <laughs> Where'd you drop it? Did you find it? Well, yeah, we found it too. I mean, that, that shit's expensive. You know, you can't lose that shit. Is it still expensive though? Huh? Actually, it never was expensive, but um. Yeah, but uh, fifty years plus. Yeah, wow. fifty years plus. Yeah. Amazing. Wow, back in the days. You know, so, I don't remember a lot start? from. So. Yeah. It, Greg, moved, Greg moved out to Venice, California for a while after he had a breakup from his girlfriend or something like that happened. Anyway, he he needed to get back to town or something. And uh, so I sent him a ticket and he came and moved in. And my next door neighbor was this gal named Eileen. <laughs> and a couple of days later, he was moving. He moved in over there. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I was going to say... Yeah, I don't have. A, they, I don't they, remember. They, Sorry, they met and they fell in love, and uh, they've been together for quite a while. Yeah, wow. and I don't have a lot of memories from childhood, but I remember Greg and Eileen, of course, and Matthew and the you know their son. Um, yeah, and that whole really awesome experience of growing up with close neighbors that you just like could feel like part of your family with you know that was a definitely it was yeah. nice it was really nice to have that i don't know if people yeah. listening have that experience and some people grow up you know their whole lives in that experience but mm. it's really cool i think maybe that's what led me to being sort of wanting to recreate that all my life like community and, and these like close bonds with people because of having yeah, that I, was, I don't know i was blessed with uh eileen and him yeah absolutely like greg is just writing down here family so I guess he's been married to Eileen for 35 years. Pretty... And they just had an anniversary the same day as uh, yeah. Janie and Joe. Janet yeah, and Joe, right. my sister yeah. and her husband. So that's yeah. great. Good luck, Janie and Joe, making it 35 years. 
<laughs> oh, 33 33 years. Oh, that's okay. easier, Janie. You can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you guys were in a band called Underdog. Yeah. And you... I want to tie... I want to, like, bring De Fiori's into the story because I grew up... You know, there was a music shop in Cleveland called De Fiori's yeah. that was owned yeah. by the De Fiori family. Mm-hmm. And if you were from a small, big city, you might have a connection to something like this, like, um, you know, this storefront with a long hallway. Well, it was two storefronts, really, with, like, these long hallways yeah. and, like, yeah. all the bands in Cleveland had signed their names on the walls at some point. And mm-hmm. they were very gracious for my dad to cover his his band name up with drop ceiling. <laughs> I remember, like, you're like, well, our yeah. band Underdog was up there, but they lowered yeah. the ceiling now. You can't see it. Um, but also, yes, but... DeFiori's was gracious enough to always, like, lend you instruments and they let, give yes, you they... breaks on credit. Oh, definitely. Yes, always. Hey, So no, how did you meet th- DeFiori? Mr. De- Mr. DeFiori signed my first credit card. Wow. He got me, yeah, because I was always renting equipment. And then you'd come back and you'd pay $30 to rent the piano. And you were doing this like almost every other week when you played. And he says, you've almost paid for this piano. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take all the money that you rented, take it off the price, and I'm going to sign, I'm going I'm to co-sign you to get a shopper's charge back then the credit card was. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So this man started me getting in trouble with credit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it, it was no, it was beautiful. He he he, and he trusted me. And later on, as he got older, and I was working at the aristocrat nursing home, he was a patient there. And I, he was on the first floor, and I asked if I could come down and take care of him. And oh, I went down I there, and he started that. crying. He started crying because we hadn't seen each other in such a long time. And of course, I know his son Chip and. Uh, your daughter Lainey, who took over. Lainey, uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. They took over running the place for his, for him, but he had his uh he had a guitar and an accordion in his in his closet, and I would make him drag that thing out because he was getting all depressed, and and I would bring my guitar, and we would sit there in his room, and because uh, it was my assignment, <laughs> and we played music, <laughs> and he was so happy. It was just great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that, that little. That place was so cool, and um, they just seemed like such. A, it was, I mean, literally, I mean, with the abs- absence of a mom, a mom and pop shop for sure. Like, yeah, people. I mean, I think everybody, a lot. Well, not everybody, but quite a few musicians in Cleveland, I'm sure, passed through there, and mm-hmm. got something. I know there were so many times when you just needed an amp for like Gary would need an amp for a show, and you'd right. be like. Oh, I'm going to borrow an amp from... Like, who the fuck goes to a music shop and borrows an amp and then returns it, right? <laughs> also, or the drum set you got me, right? The drum yeah, set. the drum set. I made payments on that thing. They let me take it right out of the store. I didn't have any wow. money down on it, and I made payments on it. Also, uh, Bo Diddley stopped in there, and he knew Mr. D, and he signed his name uh, on one of the not in the not one of the walls in the front. Yeah, he came to town to do a show. Of course, anybody who, who's at anybody... They need equipment for something. They just go to D Fiori's. Because this is before Sam Ash and Guitar Center and all. Oh that yeah, stuff. this is all before that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's and, such an honor system. Yeah. Yeah, it's so nice. Mm. Yeah. And what I wanted to there were some more things. Oh, the apartments upstairs. Yeah, he rented from them from D Fiori's. Out. 
Yeah. Why the hell did we have to clean those apartments out? <laughs> well, I after all those years, I remember it all just dawned on dropping. me today. Like, think, I wanted to talk about Fiori's because growing up with a musician father and a musician brother, I was influenced with music my whole life. Even like if I wasn't wanting to be a part of it, although I did for a long time, you know. So I wanted to bring this up, like having this unique experience. It's like a tango dancer having the unique experience of growing up around dancers their whole lives. Yeah. None of us had that here in this country, you know, for the most part. But, you know, I grew up around musicians in, in his music shop. And then I remembered, like, all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, wait a minute. There was an apartment upstairs. I'm sure there was two, I guess. There was and a couple, yeah. One of them was just covered in garbage. And we had, mm -hmm. we like, we cleaned that out. At least we tried. I don't know if we ever finished. I don't remember. I but remember that, yeah. I'm mm. just trying to remember what was the deal with that. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I remember except for he was going to needed it to done and I say I would do it because he I just felt that I owed him that to spend time and him not having to spend the money to get it done. That's all. Yeah. So I figured I got kids. They'll help me. Yeah, you're like, I got slave labor. <laughs> so you pinned your kids out. Okay, that's great. Hey, Walter, note that down. <laughs> I think that gives I me a reason. Know. I should have some kids then. Hmm. <laughs> Two? Is that enough? I don't know. <laughs> so did all the kids go there to hey. clean up? Hey. No, I think it was, uh, I know it was Adam, and I probably was Gary. That would have been the only two that would be old enough because the girls are 10 years, you know, younger. Six and yeah, there are a little, the age yeah. gap between us and, and yeah, Gary sure. and I and Laura and Janie was... Like six years and then four mm. years and six years. So, yeah. yeah. But he had me working, man. I was mm. like, you know, I mean, I don't think the girls were alive yet before when I was already working. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Bat? Hey, I'm hey, good. I'm good. Jackson. Hey, folks. I'm happy to hey, uh, hear Gary who. Thank you. Gary. Yeah. How are you, Gary? I'm doing great, actually. Good, good. Yeah. His um, A1C I... levels are very normal. Oh, excellent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got that. I went to the doctor and they checked it in the office. And uh, the, they're, they're a husband and wife team, doctors. And I've known them since they were in Lakewood uh, for over 15, 16 years. Anyway, she says, my gosh, you're really starting to listen to us, aren't you? <laughs> because only I'm really, took 15 years yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying to watch and not take too much insulin and uh, I used to have a problem now here's how dumb I am um, I would take my shot and then I would go check my sugar <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wait a minute isn't that backwards yeah that's backwards <laughs> finally, finally last month or two months ago I finally started checking my sugar. Then I took a shot. And this so is good because he's yeah. he's only been diabetic since he was 18, which is 1968. Wow. Which is not so long ago. So it's only <laughs> taken him, you know, 52 years to figure this out. But yeah. he's still here. Do, my do sister's one of those, taking uh, good care of him. Yeah. Do you have one of those machines that you put on your side and you you check I did it that with for I did that for about a month or so, and that was a pain in the butt. Plus, yeah, 
then Pain I got the, the bill. Then I got the bill. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought this was covered by my insurance. Well, part of it was. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to back to stick my fingers. That doesn't cost me anything much, you know? Exactly. Exactly. stupid. Yeah, they, the Dexcom, they advertise it on right. TV, and it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's okay. how I know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it works for some people, and if your insurance covers it, yeah, it's a good idea. Because I did try it for at least a month. Uh-huh. But uh, Chico. Yeah, they, they tell you yes, every every minute I'm awake. You know what it is. Okay, wake up. Yeah. No, I was just I was just realizing Chico in like 20 years. This is going to be the topic of our podcast. The first time I met health insurance. <laughs> health exactly. Insurance. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and really ailments and sore muscles. My liver and... is still kicking, but it's <laughs> It's going to uh, happen. So, Dad, you've so, been yeah. writing song. Oh, sorry, Bat. You go. You go. No, I was just going to say. Um, I remember going out to Brooklyn, Gary, to uh, hear one of your gigs when you're. I think oh, really? you were living here then. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that was the night Alan Merrill showed up, the guy who wrote the song oh. "I Love Rock and Roll." Yeah, yeah, he just Joe... passed away. Yeah. He passed away a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a fun night. So, did you have? Did you? You had a pickup band, right? A pickup band. What is that? Yeah, so, some guys that <laughs> you just hired. You know. From there. Well, I didn't hire them. They they were just buds. We, we you know we knew each other, and I would go if they had something. They would come if they were available, and I it was doing something. Okay, yeah. okay, and that was a fun yeah. night. That was a fun yeah. night. That was the so fundraiser, go- was it not? Well, there was the fundraiser where Alan did come with his band, and uh, there were some other people there, who uh, like me, I think. Yeah, you know, we like danced you. some yeah. some tango. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Those of you, those of you yeah. listening, who know mm-hmm. the song "I Love Rock and Roll," which has been made famous by Joan Jett, mm-hmm. uh, Alan Merrill wrote the song. Sadly, he passed away a few months ago from COVID, of all things. Yes. Um, and became a buddy of my dad's for some fucking reason when he, well, he I, <laughs> now, you got like, what? Now, I, uh, wait a minute Alan, now, yeah, no, yeah 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 go come on defend yourself. okay my friend Bruce <laughs> star had a weekly internet tv show at at auto's shrunken head and he she would what? bring on yeah. guests but she knew alan through years of knowing him and I came in and became her production assistant. And sometimes I was a, a co-host. And sometimes I was just there making sure the mics were all working and the audience wasn't loud and all that stuff. And he showed up a few times. And he and I started talking. And he, after a show one day, he just says, let me buy you a drink. And I'm like, okay, I don't know why, but that's nice. And we sat and talked for about two hours. And... It just talked about music and life and uh, his inspiration for writing that song. I love rock and roll. He was he was like twenty six years old on a bus. What was and, his inspiration? Uh, wow. The Rolling Stones song. Um, um, he loved rock and roll. That well, the Rolling Stones wrote, uh, wrote a song about rock and roll. It's only rock and roll, but I like it. I think right, they wrote yeah, that yeah. song. Mm, yeah. Well, he had he retaliated to that song. And he just started, well, I love rock and roll. 
You know, <laughs> put another dime in the jukebox, baby. <laughs> it was just like, but it was like a joke to him at the time. He's 26, right? Well, yeah, I love rock and roll. And, but it came about that he uh, was moved to England for a little time with his mom because his mom, Helen Merrill, is a famous uh, singer from the 50s and 60s. So she was over there. And while he was there, he recorded it with some fellas. Then they came back over here because they didn't do anything over there. Came back over here and he sold it. And Jonah Jett at the time bought it. And she couldn't find anybody to back her. So she formed her own record label. Mm. She borrowed money, formed her own record label, and she released that song. And all of a sudden, it became a big hit and it, it and a big hit for Alan because he made a lot of money. Even though he's a songwriter, he made money from it. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. When he played it at the fundraiser, mm-hmm. the way he played it, it's a very simple song, like most mm-hmm. great songs. But the way he played it was so much... I, I mentioned this to you at Dad after he did it. I was like, man, I've heard the Joan Jett version a, ma- a million times and it's great. But like the timing, the way Alan Merrill played it, was so amazing. Like the song just had, I don't know. It was it was New life. very interesting it, to hear the difference. It's almost a you different know? song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just had so much space in it. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. But nice. I want to talk more about. We we're, we have to get. We I want to hear you play some music, and I want to hear more of the stories about you, because we're gonna mm-hmm. we have another guest soon. Mm-hmm. Um, what what inspired you to get into music? Um, That's what I your, wanted your, to ask. Your, your your parents The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. <laughs> Ricky Nelson. Ricky Nelson, when he first started yeah. singing on the show. I'm a traveling man made alone. a lot. By the of way, stops. my band does that song now. Yeah. Hello, Mary Lou. Goodbye. Hi. So he would do that and his father, who was an experienced musician and band leader, Ozzy right. Nelson, and his right. mother was a singer in Ozzy Nelson's band. Harriet Nelson was a, a premier singer back in the day. So they grew up, and of course he had a brother, David, who didn't get into the music. He ended up being an acrobat. But in the meantime, they, the father said, I got an idea. I'm going to put a song, one of these new songs on at the tail end of the show. So he was advertising records that his son made, and guess what? All the girls that were screaming and yelling, they go buy records. So he did that over a period of uh, a a few years. His first song I think he did was called Poor Little Fool. Um, I used to play around with heart, hating that my call. When I met that little girl, I knew that I would fall. Poor Poor little little fool. Oh, yeah. I I was was a a fool. fool. Yeah. Uh So... So his father got that whole thing started for him. And that was Ricky Nelson. Now I just always wanted to play and to play rhythm guitar and be on my own TV program. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we all? No. Didn't we all? <laughs> but but I that's when I started learning to play. And then one thing led to another and I was Gary D in the Planets and played at the YMCA over in Brooklyn. Uh, we knew enough songs for about 30 minutes, even though I said we could play for an hour. At 14 years old, I'm playing, and the band I had was getting paid. I mean, it was great. 
And then one thing led to another, and I'd be in another band, and I wouldn't play for a while, and another band. And then uh, uh ended up getting a manager, and I don't remember how that all came about. But I was writing songs, a few songs. And this gal, guy named Jim Testa, who was the manager of a group, a 60s band in Cleveland, Ohio, called the Baskerville Hounds, which were very well known at the time. He had a sister. They had a sister band, they called them, another band. They were called the City Squires. And they were looking for a rhythm guitar player. And I auditioned, and I got the job. And, and we dressed in suits. We had to have our hair cut the same way, the whole nine yards. But we played mm. and opened up for acts like Love and Spoonful when they played at Euclid Beach and um, Paul Revere and the Raiders when they played out in, uh, of all places, Bay Village at a, at a bowling alley. And <laughs> we played at the Cat's Meow downtown Cleveland for uh, Neil Diamond, opened up for him. So wow. that was my wow. life my life at 16, 17 years old. And when you're touched with that, of course, then later on I got thrown out because I wasn't good enough and they added a keyboard player. And they were right. I wasn't that good at what I did. But it threw me into this position of, I got to start my own band. <laughs> and later on, I got people together and picked up with people and learned a lot. And then we would play gigs. So it was a blast. Hmm. Yeah. That's a great story. So when did you? So when you decided to take on the guitar, what was your learning journey? My learning journey is I used to go to Master Music over on West Twenty Fifth Street uh, almost every other week, and the lessons were two twenty five for a half hour, and I wasn't learning anything because they were learning teaching you how to read notes. I didn't want to read notes. I, to play guitar. I didn't want to read notes. I wanted to play guitar. And when, one day I got off the bus and was walking down the street on my house on West 21st Street, and there was a kid on his porch. His name was Greg Geiger. And he's strumming a guitar, and he says, hey, you got a guitar? I says, yeah. He says, well, come on over here. And I'm like, okay. And I know he kid down the street that my parents said, never play with that kid. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> got up, got my guitar out. He says, "What can you can you play anything?" I says, "I don't think so." Well, he showed me how to play a C seventh chord. Oh wow! And I, it was hard because my fingers weren't strong. But I started playing it, and he's playing it, and he's singing. Well, she was just seventeen. And he says, "Now change. I'll show you this other chord." So I was late to get home. I got in a lot of trouble. But I learned, uh-huh. I saw her standing there. Wow. And after you that, C7. I learned C7, no, and G, G and C7, and the other ones. But that, he, that was the first chord I learned. And he was just, uh, I got together with him quite often. And next thing I know, I'm looking for kids that want to start a band. Because mm-hmm. there, there were a lot of kids' parties back in those days. When I was in junior high and whatever, the kids would get together and it'd be a birthday party and everybody would end up at somebody's house. And uh, I would go over with a buddy of mine. In fact, the one kid who started writing songs with me, Greg Burnett, um, we would end up with two guitars or we'd have a bass and we would just do whatever songs we knew, Beatles songs, and or whatever, songs like Ginny Ginny, you know, 101 is two, two and two is four. 
blah, 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 blah. And uh, we just started playing all the time. And then a buddy of his, Bill McCracken, played drums. And then the next thing you know, we're a three-piece band playing kids' parties. Well, we were kids, too. Okay. <laughs> but then, then, of course, then I got in the City Squires after that. And then it was Which like playing all the time. Well, 66, st- started doing kids' parties in 66, I guess. And then City Squires was uh, 67, 68. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I did a group called uh, Motions of Soul, played in the flats. I wasn't even 21. Played at a place called Mickey Thins in the flats. But I had joined the band, and I played rhythm guitar, what, you know, chinka chinka rhythm guitar, James Brown. That's when I learned a whole lot about the, the rhythm and, and uh, making things sound funky. And then after that, the band just naturally, it just it fell apart. But a couple of the guys and me started another band and added different people. And then we found Greg Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was playing. Seemed to like playing with other people, like more he, than solo. But Greg Greg oh. Ashton was in a band called Purple Image, and they were an all black band in Cleveland. You can even put their name in, and they'll sh- talk about Frank Smith, the leader of the band and the guitarist, and everything they were doing. But they never mentioned Greg. And I remember when Greg got in that band. It was it rocked. I mean, I'm gonna tell you, he held that band together because of his his playing was straight rock and roll, and they were used to having a guy who was playing more funk. Well, not funky. He was uh, he was playing more Motown beat, and it didn't yeah. fit the band because they were basically a funk band. And they did well, and then Greg ended up leaving that band, and next thing you know, he ended up being our band. Or I might have that backwards. <laughs> Greg might have been in our band, and then he went with Purple Image. I'll have to get verification on that because my mind. So when did you have the big? Unfortunately, we have to like oh, listen okay. to your. I don't know. <laughs> How do I tie this together? I want to keep. I have a ton of questions. I mean, as your son, I still. I. I there's a lot I don't know and things I want to share with other people, but we have to move along a little bit. When mm. did you decide to start writing music and why? What what was that all about? I remember like I was mm. to me it started when I was it I feel like it was punishment to me. Yes. Because it I was. was working at the Phoenix. Right. Uh, as a coffee shop that yeah. used to open up at six thirty in the morning and I'm Might not a morning person. Right. Mm. And my dad would pop in, Hey, mm-hmm. I am starting to write music. Huh? And I'm like sitting there. <laughs> All I want to do is murder anybody I see right now. And I remember I remember very vividly thinking to myself, you know, someday you're going to look back at this time and you're going to cherish it. And I'm still waiting for that day to come. But it was around that time that you were starting to write music. Yeah, it was by... Um, you spent a lot by... of your life playing music and playing, learning and playing other people's music, but then you reached a point when you were like, I'm going to play, I want to write my own music. And you've written over 100 songs. Well, 90, close to 100, but only about 40 of them that I think are actually, you know, they all could use work and then it'd be better songs. But Well, that's... Some, that's some just come to you and it's like... That's art. Yeah, yeah. 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 Gary, do you write music and lyrics? Yeah, yes. the whole thing comes to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 
I get a feeling, I get get an idea, I'll write some words, and then I look at the idea and I'm like, hmm, if I was going to put music to this, would it be a country song? Where can I put a C7 to this? Yeah, Yeah, would it be a country, is this a blues? Is this a blues song or is this a happy song? You know? So usually the lyrics come first and then the music or what I get to it changes around. I'm being instructed to do something. Hmm. <laughs> I thought I heard that. By, by your grandson or your granddaughter? Oh, yeah, Brownell Court. Yeah, Greg was in a group called Brownell Court. I remember that group. Yeah. I'm sorry, what about songs? <laughs> Usually, when you write, the lyrics come first, and then the no, music, I, I or can... it changes around. Yeah, and now I'm when I'm writing the song, I'm not sure if it's a happy song or a sad song. It depends on the story. I have one okay, particular so song the story that comes first. Well, I have a song that I, I do both ways. I mean, it, it one it's played up and it's a happy song, and then uh, my friend Liz said, you know, that's that's all right, but that sounds like it could be a sad song. And I'm like, huh? So I listened to what she says, and I'm like, okay, let me look at these words, and let me see what I could do with a D minor chord. <laughs> so, so I go from major to minor, and then I was like, hmm. So instead of I see you looking my way, it goes to I see you looking my way. And I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, that's your that tango one. song. I wonder if you're curious about me. Yeah, my so-called tango song, right? Let's hear it. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's hear the tango song. No, there's no. so many. No, no, no. Well, I'll, I'll send it to you. I don't mean to put down your tango song, but I there's better. There's great. You've, like you said, you've written over us 100, and there's 40 that you think are okay. And yeah. there's I, – I, I, I like the one you and Chico – you said Chico helped you write. I would like you to play that if you don't oh, mind. Oh, that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm my remember. personal favorite is Dylan Shoes. Yeah, um, Dylan yeah, Shoes. Yeah, mine too. But mine I like too. it when you play it a little slower. I know you've what, done Dil- multiple versions of it. What, yeah, Dylan, Dylan Shoes is a little slower. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I love that song too. Yeah. His manager's giving him consultation. That's my yeah, sister. Yeah, I have to go up to the garage because I'm too noisy down here. Okay. Oh, okay. Do we, do we have a. Uh, She's reading him his rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to go out to the cold garage. <laughs> the song that bad? Damn. She doesn't want the kids to hear it. No, it's just that it's oh. down here. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, it's bedtime, oh. man. Kids are young. Kids are four and... No. Eight. Is Riley really four years older than Nate? No way. Yeah. Yeah? Well, she looks older than that. Yeah, I guess even. she's eight. I mean. mm-hmm. All right. So the one you wrote with Chico is... I didn't, I didn't help that much. I think that's... I just remember, like, we worked on the lyrics for a bit, but it, I... I I don't contribute that much, if I recall right. No, it's fine. Okay. All right. So let me see here what I can do. 
put this on top of the car. <laughs> My dad is standing in a garage. I, so I've been We're... in this garage many, 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 many times. He's standing in a garage right now trying to figure out how to set up his... <laughs> so for all of our musical guests in the past who've, who've been struggling yeah. to play, um, here's a new one for you. <laughs> Garage, garage band. band. Yes. Yes. A real garage band. Yeah, I'm a garage band. Yeah, okay. Well, first I'm going to do a little of a hello, okay? All right. Warm up? Sure. All right. Oh, dear. What happened? Oh, okay. <laughs> and maybe not. Hello. It's good to see you. Hello, come on and all join in. I'll sing you some songs, help you pass along the time. Put a smile on your face, chase your blues away. Go right to the middle. It don't matter what you're into. No, it don't matter your age. Let the music. Fill your shoes, then you feel brand new. Hello, good to see you again. Hello, come on and all join in. I'll sing you some songs, help you pass along the time. Put a smile on your face, chase your blues away. Come on, hold on. Don't go. I said hello. All right. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Yeehaw. All right. So how are you me. set up? Huh? How are you set oh, up? Okay. Because the guitar is a little distorted. Although all, all of our listeners love it, oh. of course. Yeah, it's distorted. <laughs> okay, I can do it differently. I'll do uh, the one that Chico and I wrote. Okay. <clears throat> Okay. Now do, do it differently so maybe it won't sound so. Because I'm close do to the like song. I'm, I got it. I got do it. A, I do a I verse do. and then let's yeah. see how it sounds. Well, we talked about tomorrow, living our parents' hell, and the times between us all. You see, you only live in the moment. Tomorrow never knows. Yes, living is all about today. What illusions are you living? Feeling trapped inside? Break free from yesterday because living's all about today. Be here right now. Be here right now Because living's all about today And there's more Yeah, things. baby! Woohoo! <laughs> Is it that longer, oh, that song? Shoes. That's right, okay. Well, yeah, but I'm trying to make these short. I see. You've got other guests and stuff coming up. I mean, I can always record these and send them to you. Mm -hmm. 
From the post-war of the 60s to the new age point of view. Some call me genius, a metaphorical guru. Born again and bleeding when he broke all the rules. We listen to his sermons, teaching love to see us through, no matter your religion. Take time to walk in Dylan's shoes. Where are you going, young man, in such a rush? You need not to hurry and you need not to fuss. They're waiting for you up ahead, just don't cross over their line. And that same old, same old song, well, they're waiting for a sign from above. Take time to walk in Dylan's shoes. Yes, I'm walking in Dylan's shoes. Yes, I'm talking in Dylan's shoes. There's actually like, I like five that. verses, but yeah. I want to hear the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> These are like 10 This is a segments. sampler package, apparently, everyone. Yeah, it's a sampler copulation. Copulation? Mm-hmm. Mm. You got, uh, oh, Gustavo's with us. He's a big singer songwriter. I don't know. Do you write songs, Gustavo? I don't know. I he I've does. got the why do I keep trying blues Running down my leg into my Sunday shoes Just hoping and praying No freak will try to save me too You see when your shoes is worn as mine You get the blues all the time I've got those why do I keep trying blues I got those junkyard dead dog blues. <laughs> Wet night, flat tire, no spare blues. Don't wish for anything anymore. You won't even open up your door. You see the way that I live. Love is all I got to give. I got those why do I keep trying blues. You see her adds up to something No matter how you disbelieve So keep your shoes tied up tight And keep that doggy on that leash On that leash I got those everybody everything blues and I'm tired of paying all of these dues But it's not like before You see I'm knocking on heaven's door Till then I'll keep on trying I'll even keep on smiling I've got this why do I keep trying blues Yeah Ooh. Yeah Sounds like you're taking a shower. So, 
Yes. Your first song, I'm Sorry. Oh, that one. Yeah. Was that the yeah. first one? Can no, we get a what? little sample of that? Oh, yeah. That's the one that I'm Tracy sorry. Marie recorded. Remember? Tracy Marie Goldberg in Cleveland. Uh-huh. It's on her, it's on yeah. her album. <laughs> Everybody here knows Tracy Marie Goldberg from Cleveland, Ohio, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At lunch with her last week. But you, but this was the first song you wrote, right? When you were like 17 or something, no? Oh, this, the original song was written in 64. It was a song I wrote, didn't even realize, but it was different. It was a teeny bopper, didn't have this fatal or anything to it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right, I can see my strings now. <laughs> Never realized how much I love you. I never realized how much I cared But now you're gone And I'm so lonely I'm so lonely and baby you're not here Yes now I'm sorry For what I have done Oh yes I'm sorry I think you need to work on that. Well, no, I, I'm not using a pick. And I can't see. He's, it's very dark out here. He's I mean, having were, a hard time in the garage. You were 14 years old when you wrote that song, man. No, it went, no, it, it went like this. <laughs> Wow. I didn't realize how much I loved you, loved you. I didn't realize how much I need you, need you. Oh, now I'm sorry for what I have done. Oh, this sounds yes, like an I'm Eddie Vedder song. Well, <laughs> anyway, that's how it used to be back in the day. And I changed if it. If you dropped to... your voice down like three octaves, you'd be like Eddie Vedder. Oh, oh. I'm... <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. So, so you did um you did um the second song you played tonight was uh You didn't play What Would Love Do Now, did you? No, I didn't do that one. Uh what are the f there was the, what what would love do now? That was a good one. I like. Mm -hmm. Can you throw out a few more titles? I don't have a list in yeah. front of me right now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Do you remember a time we were carefree about living and innocence was our song? We were fearless fools hiding behind illusions. Oh yes, our parents taught us well. Then we went our separate ways. Journeys took us far, but only time can tell about tomorrow.
of tomorrow Only time will tell That's the one you said I need to change, and which I did. I don't want to do it the other way, though. But, uh, what do you mean? start out minor chords, and then I go to major chords. When did I say that? A long time ago, we used to have to be about the songwriting. Well, you know, I could try. Yeah, I could try different things. Well, no, it's a good suggestion. It's a good suggestion. That's how Liz will listen to one of my songs and say, well, that's, yeah, well, why don't you try diff- Why don't you do it a little differently? And I'm like, hmm. All right. Well, first of all, what's mm-hmm. great about mm-hmm. your creative process, and I think most creative processes that I think evolve somewhere that's great is that you take feedback and you listen to feedback um and from all for ev- from everybody not just like people who are professionals in that yeah and I also yeah. and then the other thing i wanted to say was your your lyrics and your message in your song is always it's very um literal there's no i was listening to your music the other night and then I was listening to Led Zeppelin, and they're talking about like over the river and far away, and and all these like all these abstract things. And then you're like, "Do you remember a Don't time when no. we were carefree about living and innocence?" But Don't say no. <laughs> let me in, or let me go. Baby, let me ease. See me ease. Let me ease you into me. I know how to touch you. So you'll believe. I know how to touch you so you'll believe in me. My mouth wants yours Won't let me be My mouth wants yours So bad So bad Stop teasing me Cause first you say yes Then you say no Let me in Or let me go let me in, baby, don't say no. Let me in. Don't say no. That's a great song, but the timing of you playing that was odd. Was <laughs> <Or> what? <laughs> well, I was in the middle of speaking, and you yeah. just started playing a song about... It was a really good way to shut them up. <laughs> That's very, right. Very, yeah. I approve. Well, I approve. Yeah. But that. But then but I was like, saying, I "Let me in." Here. <laughs> I thought I was in a movie, and I, that was supposed to be done. The director said, "Do that now." <laughs> it, was it was very literal, Adam. He meant exactly yeah. what well, he said. Well, that's what I was trying to say. Or <laughs> what? Whatever that was just happened. <laughs> he asked you to uh, let him in. Mm-hmm. 
Adam, remember the time when I was writing the My song mouth wants I'm yours too, than... Dad. <laughs> I'm no better than you. I was doing it. And you started laughing your butt off, and you were on the floor laughing. Because I started whistling. Okay, there's <laughs> I'm no better than you, and then Welcome Fool does another one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, let's get a flavor of each one. A flavor? Okay. <clears throat> Or a taste, I don't know. <laughs> Had a couple of white claws. Okay. I'm no better than you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm no better than you are, no better than me. I'm no better than you are, no better than me. We are all maybe different, and in time we act like fools, but I'm no better than you are, no better than me. People who judge don't matter, and people who matter don't judge. Our souls are all the same, and there ain't nothing really to gain. Blame. <laughs> I don't care what you think. And I don't ever even try. And I never wonder why. You may call me a lazy man, but I'm proud of who I am. I'm no better than you, or no better than me. I'm no better than you are, no better than me. We are all maybe different, and at times we act like fools, but I'm no better than you are, no better than me. No better. No better than you. just a little bit of a song but you get the idea what huh? so Adam you have to whistle now too mm -hmm. what was the other one you talked about <laughs> so you have two almost two, the same uh, yeah <laughs> huh? well you one? have two songs that I feel yeah. like are super catchy like poppy songs okay. one is hello yeah. You know, I feel like you could sell that for a million dollars. Yeah. And then oh, the other one is Welcome Fool. Welcome yeah. Fool. It's like such a fucking good, funny story. Yeah, I know. The, yeah. How did you even come up with this song? And, um, uh, okay. So I'm sitting know. at, I'm sitting at the Phoenix. Cause you and... don't even go to bars. <laughs> you don't I'm drink alcohol. The, I'm sitting at the Phoenix talking to Jerry. Remember Jerry? Yeah, so the Phoenix is a coffee shop, everybody, by the way. Right. And Jerry, who used to hang around and talk to me, he says, oh, let me help you try to write a song. And I'm like, okay. But I'm thinking, no, he just might say something I can use. <laughs> Jerry is – Jerry. let me illustrate Jerry to our listeners for just a second. Mm -hmm. Jerry is probably now probably in his lower 80s, but 20 <laughs> years ago he was – 
bifocals. He would always carry about 12 newspapers with him everywhere he went. He was always reading the news. Kind of had a slow drool, but very intellectual guy. He just loved to spend his days sitting in a coffee shop, reading the news, chatting with whoever came by about what was happening in the world, what was happening in the news, what was happening with their family. Um, mm. And even to this day when I go home, like I'll see Jerry sometimes and he'll be like, and he's from Newark, Chico, by the way. Mm. <laughs> and uh, But he moved to Lakewood, Ohio, like, you know, 40, 50 years ago. And he would still, right. and I think you've met him, Chico. I think you've met him. Yeah, yeah, I did meet him. Yeah. And he'll be like, Adam. And he's always like, not drooling, but like, um, what, what is that when you have the white things in the corner of your mouth? like um, Foaming up. Foaming up a little bit like, Adam, uh, yeah. did, you, did you read in the news today that uh, sir, sir, sir? And I was like, yeah, Jerry, you know, uh, how's your family doing? You know, and he's always pushing his glasses up. He's just very intense, you know, guy, very interesting, special, like one of these guys in the neighborhood that you just love to have around. So welcome, fool. Good Jerry was helping you was was talking to you with with you about this. Well, I was trying to come up with an idea because I was like, you know, a guy, woman, she uh, breaks up with the guy and uh, she took off with the, the 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 vehicle, and then another guy comes up to the bar and and he's all upset too, and it seems like the same woman ran off with the car also and he, so this was Jerry's telling me about this and he came up with some other lines and I'm like hmm yeah that's uh okay yeah so the fool and we're next to mine help me uh welcome fool to the stool next to mine tell me your troubles I'll tell you mine since she left I've got nothing but time so welcome fool to the stool next to mine I was sitting at a honky-tonk Crying over my beer Feeling sorry for myself Till you walked in here You sat at the bar, hell You look worse off than I So I said, next one's on me We rose our glasses and toasted our hard luck I thought everything was fine Sat for a lonely minute It seemed more like hours So I got your attention with a smile And I said Welcome fool to the stool next to mine Tell me your troubles, I'll tell you mine Since she left I got nothing but time so welcome fool to the stool next to mine You leaned over, your head hanging low I could only guess your hound dog died or John Deere let you go Or maybe your woman left with a pickup truck like mine So tell me your troubles, I've got the time Saw the tattoo on your arm, matched the one I had it said forever, Mary Lou, and I started feeling sad. It seems the woman that left you was the same one who left me. So let's toast our pain and misery. And we said, welcome fool to the stool next to mine. Tell me your troubles, I'll tell you mine. 
Since she left, I got nothing but time. So welcome, fools, to the stool next to mine. Now, wouldn't you just know? It turns out to be true. She was cheating on me while she was cheating on you. I thought she was faithful, but it's also plain to see she was cheating on you while she was cheating on me. So welcome fool to the store next to mine. Tell me your troubles, I'll tell you mine. Since she left, I got nothing but time. So welcome fool to the stool next to mine. Welcome fool. Woo! <laughs> yeah, love that song too. That's a fucking good song. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Alter. I gave Such a great story that. too. Yeah, I gave him credit here in the lyrics for helping write the lyrics. Really cool. Wow, I missed listening to you, Gary. This is so great. I missed listening so... to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in case anybody has uh, any complaints or whatever, you got to realize that Adam is in charge of, he's president of Hoop Songs Publishing Company, which is located in New York City. It's a member of BMI. Yeah, it's in Trump Towers. <laughs> no. <laughs> under the escalator. It's under the it's escalator. A, it's actually Trump Towers. I forgot to send you a copy of that, but no, it's uh, official. Remember when I had you sign that document a while back? <laughs> I signed some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Cat, I think Cat's still the treasurer. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, I don't you're, know what you're, the fuck. when anything happens. I don't to know, me, dude. You have so many schemes. I have no idea. I just sign shit and hope I don't get the law coming at no, me no. later. Everything that I've written <laughs> goes to you, it's all yours. So that's what you got to know. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. There was shit. I know we need to move on to our next guest, but there Amazing. was one yeah. more shit. I forget. Mm. All right. Well, I'll just have to. It's called Shit I Forget. No. <laughs> That's a new song coming. <laughs> yeah. Jerry will sit down and write that one. <laughs> Get her done. Get her done. Get her done. Get her done. He travels all around making people laugh. From county fairs, rodeos, and TV shows. Big club, small club, he's always on the run. His mama says he's a funny son of a gun. All of us blue collar folk working hard for the day. Cause we all know it's the American way. Yeah, we all got something we gotta do. Larry the cable guy says this to you. Get her done, get her done, 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 get her done, get her done, 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 now have some fun. Get her done. 
Carry the Cable Guy song, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jamie said something about, you already know, song about Louis the Cable Guy. He says, who? Had no idea who this was. So I finally, I don't know how I got a chance to see what he does. And I'm looking at him going like, oh, he was with those other guys, Jeff Foxworthy and whatever. And they did this, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. And then, but he broke out on his own. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, hmm. But I didn't write about him in the beginning. So when I went to record the song, I I started with the second verse, was talking about the girls and the guys and the yelling at the girls the way they're dressed and whatever. And the, and then the engineer John says, you know what? Uh, you, you can't say Larry the Cable Guy and talk about this thing that these women and all that. So why? He says, you need to write a song about him. And I'm like, huh. So within 15 minutes, <laughs> I just came up <laughs> with that and went in the next room and I recorded, you know, that. And then the, another buddy of mine came in and added a slide guitar or whatever to it and uh, we came up with that song. So... It was a quick, some of those songs just write themselves in a minute. Amazing. And each one has their own story. That's right. Yeah, that's what's so cool about it. And that there's its evolution and it's, I, I mean, you remember all the details. It's fucking cool. What's the last, have you, have you done anything? I, I know we need to move on, but um, I'm curious because we haven't spoken in a while. Have you written anything recently? I'm stuck on... Are you working on anything? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on a couple of things. Again, I, I don't take the time usually, and once in a while I'll get a guitar out and I'll start working on it, and I'm like, nah, I don't think Is so. it hard to find inspiration to write these days? Well, I haven't, you know, and I was all, you know, stuck. I was... Num- I finally got the words done to old John, which took me <laughs> 20 years to write. But, um, I'm just, I uh, haven't got anything going. I have a couple things started, and I'm just not sure what music is going to fit that. So maybe something, maybe from just yeah. doing this today might inspire me to work some more on stuff. I hope so. Well, I think it's really hard to be inspired. I mean, now, you know, during COVID, of course, but also just anytime you feel there's no outlet for it, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I feel this way about painting and about certain things that I, other things I do besides tango where I'm like, well, what what is the, in a way you feel like, what's the point, you know, Mm. but I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by you doing these things and i think maybe that's the point shit Mm -hmm. we can help each other you know and i mean i don't know i think it's your outlet to do this as well adam so that creative process is actually such a good thing to have during these times i don't know yeah i know but there's a lot of could be also very inspiring I don't know. I think I come from my dad's history of, you know, when he was talking earlier about 
for me at least, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but there's always an element of of using this to relate to people, mm-hmm. to connect with people, to to mm-hmm. to come together and it can be hard when you can't do that in this moments, you know. And like being around people and talking and all that too, I'm sure inspires too. Yeah. Uh, come up with ideas, especially when you're storytelling with your songs. Dad, Dad you yeah. have a song about like everything except goodbye, right? Do you have a goodbye song yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Farewell? You do? Goodbye, farewell, so long. Yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck, mm-hmm. I forgot. Yeah, you do have a song about that. <laughs> this man has a song about everything. Do you have a song about Barney? No. <laughs> Yeah, and the same music goes to uh, the other song, which is, uh, oh gosh, Sweet Dancer. Sweet Dancer and Goodbye Farewell. Oh my God, that is a fucking, so that is a fucking great song. You wrote that for mom. Yeah. That was a beautiful song. Yeah, wow. But what is cool is the Goodbye song and the Sweet Dancer are the same chord things. I mean, the I would prefer, we're going to have time for one more. I know yeah. we, Mariana's waiting and I want to get her on yeah, the show. Sorry. I would prefer you to do Sweet Dancer for everybody mm-hmm. and then we can do Goodbye for Will So Long another time. Sure. Because this song is, this song is fucking good. I must, in my humble opinion. I'm ready. Before I met you I never sang like this And I hit such sweet notes Remembering your kiss First time I saw you Glide across the floor You know my heart cried out for more and more Sweet dancer You make me sing Like I never sang before Before I met you I had no desire But you lifted me higher So much higher There's so many great things That I want to do And I know your sweet love will see it through Dancer, I want to sing all my songs just for you. Sweet dancer, my soul enhancer. 
sweet dancer My heart romancer Light for the lady Please take a chance I'll teach you to sing Oh, teach me to dance Oh, teach me to dance Yeah, that's a good song Thank you. Yeah, that's a really good song. Mm. Wow. Teach me All to right, dance, well. Gary. <laughs> yeah. No, teach her to sing. <laughs> She'll teach you to dance. I, I do want to learn. She's to learning sing. to sing. Good. That's great. <clears throat> All right, Chico. We're going to have to have a special Koopen Gardner, not me, but Gary Hoopen Gardner spot every once in a while on the show. Yes, I agree. I agree. Oh, then I have to write some I was some thinking songs. about that too. Yeah, you got to write a song well, about this we don't, podcast. We don't want samplers. We want the full songs <laughs> Well, I can do that. I just don't want to take up all your time. I love podcasts well. <laughs> so put another headphone in your iphone baby <laughs> dude oh, shit yeah uh, yeah wow. sweet dancer is probably the best song i think you've ever written oh thank you betty uh yeah. betty thinks uh about tomorrow is uh that's good too. I don't have one specific. There is few that I really, really like. We've we've run really through a lot, so our yeah listeners may not remember which were yeah, which. Right. Yeah. But um, we'll 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 have we'll give access to all the music to everybody. Yes. Okay. Great. Well, thanks for thank you, Gary, time with me. for joining. Okay. Us. It was very nice to meet you. Yes, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on our show. Yeah, the the uh, fine saucer is going to be back here in a little while, and I got to get back mm -hmm. on board. The hoop and saucer. Yeah. <laughs> hoop and saucer. There's a lot of things you can do with that name. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. All right, Dad. All right, I love you. It's past your bedtime. Yeah. Wait, wait, Bobby Marcelo. Gary. I think Marcelo wants to say something to you. Okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Nice to meet you, sir. Thank you. Yes. Beautiful songs. Thank you. Amazing, amazing. Okay. Yeah. It was beautiful. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Sure. Oh. Dad, this is one of our favorite teachers. Mm -hmm. Great friend. Marcelo Gutierrez. Glad you can meet him. Yes, we are going to meet. I'm going to go to for to uh, Portland. Now. Not now, yeah, later. 
Yeah. And I want to I want to have a beer and listen to you singing, sir. Well, yes. no, uh, it's such a treat. Maybe when Adam comes here and goes back, I could tag along. Mm. Yeah, you know we have so much space here. Is <laughs> the car to sleep in? I, I've done that. Don't tell Sharon. I'm not <laughs> I know a couple of people that would probably put me up for a few days. That's uh, I, I don't know if you know them. They're up on Eighth Avenue. Um, Joe uh, Harita and his wife. No, I'm sorry, I don't go door to door getting to know everybody in the neighborhood. This conversation on a phone conversation, guys. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Fast five a.m. Five a.m. for Chico. So we have oh. to do our next guest. Okay. Only two more hours left, Chico. No way. I'm gonna. I have to go in now. <laughs> you guys can right. keep going. Okay. Talk Thank to you, you later. Gary. Bye, Dad. You're welcome. Bye. Love you. Have a good night. See ya. Mariana, Chico, please call us in. Chico, yes, you're fine. You're fine. I am there. Yes, yes, sir. It's another day in, the, in your in your normal life of Tangera. Five is okay. Yes, yeah, it's true. I'm living the tango life. Welcome, Mariana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Wow. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes. yes. Wow, what a treat. Your father's so talented and so nice to hear his stories. It's amazing, right? And to grow up with that, like it was really nice to hear the stories from your childhood too, Adam. Yeah. It's actually, you know, it's so interesting because uh listening to your dad and hearing him talk and telling the stories it's like i i, I have a, a deeper connection to you adam now it's it's <laughs> it's, it's something fascinating you forgive me now for all my my mistakes yeah <laughs> no. Like, oh, no but it's so interesting when you meet people's parents you know yeah, i agree right. whether I know, they're I your know. biological yeah. parent or you know your chosen parent i don't know it's just of course yeah yeah, I mean, either Especially, way, they're your parent. Your parents, your parent. I don't. I, yeah. I love to me. It doesn't matter whether it's parents. Yeah. Yeah, it makes yeah. such a difference. I think it's important. Especially, my mom that she loved to to talk when I was kid and doing stuff. It's so lovely. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just so met nice. uh, two of my friends' parents yesterday. Uh, two of my friends from the U.S. and they sent some stuff to their parents. So I met mm. up with their parents for the first time. So after years of knowing them, uh, it was really cool to meet them. But of course, with masks and everything, I didn't even see their full face. <laughs> oh wow! I just handed them over, handed the package over to them, and but like it was so cute like with their eyes like I could sense so much you know mm -hmm. I, it was really neat wow Mariana how are you I'm good I'm good 
thank you for waiting I, sorry for the delay no yes. wow this was such a treat this is this was really a big treat you know i'm still like getting used to navigating all this technology um you know i sympathize and with like people who are not big on technology now because yeah. i i like adam you you showed me how to get on this thing i mean yeah, i just well, i'm just starting to learn how to use zoom <laughs> yeah. Every week we do the sound check for the same reason because yeah. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a different platform. I mean, it was the same for us when we started with this and Zoom is I'm still like, you know, Chico and I realized the other day that if every Zoom meeting you have had in the past can still be accessed if you don't yeah, it, cancel it or somehow delete it or something. Oh wow. So people can go into your like Zoom room. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not hosting a meeting at that point. Yeah, oh, like and just and just like have a party. Meetings. Yeah. <gasps> they can just, just hang out there. Yeah. You know, the recurring so. meetings we had, we like uh deleted the last two events of something we had recurring and then we were like people are still we getting a notification that they came. We're like, it's been a month, we cancelled that event, like what's going on? And then we're like, let's try and we were like okay you can still get on this so yeah. apparently we yeah. had to delete all the ones that we actually did have oh wow i have to do that then to delete that yeah. um, i don't know if it happens with one-time events but with the recurring events um apparently that's the only way to delete it just so you know yeah. Yeah. oh well that's good i should do that because i have had a recurring events like for like a month like the same day the same time all right. What was the <laughs> password and the link? Yes. Can well, we borrow your room? Yeah. Why the fuck would anybody want to hijack a Zoom room? I don't know, but I'm sure somebody can figure out. Oh, reasons. is that is that how they do that? Oh, crap. Oh, this is wild. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Another thing to think about. Exactly. That's, that's, that's like, oh, great. More so shit. So how are you doing now, Mariana? Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, right? I mean, I just got Welcome. used to I just got used to like Welcome leaving to the, the house with, with a mask because that that would be like I would walk out of the house. I'm like, oh damn, I have to go back and get my mask, you know. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> and now it's like I, I it takes me a little bit to leave the house. I have to think about okay, do I have my Purell? Do I have my mask? My keys? You know, just like yeah, lot, lot on the yeah. <laughs> you got a lot on the, yeah pants. You know, like shit. Make sure. <laughs> Make sure I'm not in I my do pajamas. That all the time. <laughs> I know. Now I have, now that I think about my mask, I forget my pants. It's very confusing. Yes. I'm like, I got my mask on. Oh, shit. No pants. Well, I have to confess, when it started getting a little chilly, I was like, oh, what am I going to wear? And I was like, because I've been wearing leggings, like, uh -huh. the whole time. Leggings. Same here. And I'm like, oh, it's getting cold. What should I wear? Oh, I have jeans. I remember jeans. I'm like, once upon a time, I look at them. I'm like, how? These are jeans. Wow. I'm like, how do I put jeans on? Like, it was so weird, you know? I wore a button-down Did you shirt. remember to zip them up? I did. I did. I'm, 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 I'm surprised. You know, I was very happy they fit. That that was like my main thing. I was like, oh, I hope they fit. I hope they fit. Yeah, I've Such a lucky a bastard. Like five times in the past seven months. And the only time I wore a blazer was when you and I, Chico, when we did their little performance at the Falucha a few weeks ago. 
How is that? Everything else has been like t-shirt. I'm actually wearing through t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in my neighborhood, including Sharon, is like just yoga pants and long sweaters, you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and that I was have winter thing. yoga pants too, so I don't like I'm like the fleece ones. Mm. I'm sense. Oh, those are mm-hmm. great. Set for winter, I know. I, I'm working in marketing and I, I'm studying and they were funny, <laughs> funny factors. And one of the factors that they, they saw is the amount of uh, uh, selling of pajamas. That is, that is, there is a oh, huge wow. selling of pajamas. Yes, it's like the trend now. I bet. Well, I remember at one point, I don't know if you guys have lived this, but um, it was a trend to go to school in your PJ pants. No, oh, really? I did not live that. No, in Jersey, because I grew up in Jersey. <laughs> I swear. I swear you could leave I the think house you with just pajama did pants. Like, this is a trend. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't that big of a trendsetter. I, I kind of followed. So I was like, oh, PJ, I'll wear them too. But I, I didn't wow. like that didn't last too long. Like it was just like I did it once and I was like, I'm not feeling this. So but yeah. there's a trend with slippers now, I think. Like, I see, I saw even people at the airport wearing slippers, socks and slippers. Yeah, I've Slip seen that too. Socks and slippers. <laughs> I, I've seen like, that too. Yeah, not pretty. <laughs> not pretty, but um, yeah, uh-uh. I've seen it. No, definitely not comfortable, I guess. But so here's the thing. slippers yes. on the street is not that comfortable, I can't imagine. Like, I would trip and fall very easily well there like leave the slipper behind i have to say that there are a new pair of slippers that are not really slippers they look like slippers but they're not and they're very expensive because they have the fluffy fur have you seen those you're talking about i've seen those they're like the fluffy fur but very expensive ones too oh yeah so i'm i think the ones i saw are like really cheap (laughs) okay plastic slippers that's why i feel like how can you wear that and not like you know because they come out of your feet so easily yeah 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 i know the ones you're talking about too you're not running a marathon (laughs) in those things so chico we have to start the official theme song yes sir <laughs> I love it. Can you tell who it is? <laughs> oh, let me guess. Uh, of course. <laughs> that voice is so um, recognizable. You can't. You can't get that wrong. It's, it's so engraved in our heads. Into so my in brain. Lives. I can't burn it out. <laughs> That's a million-dollar voice. Yes, that's it's what he very would say. True. He, he would it's say that. True. <laughs> but it's true. I, I've tried some it's voiceover. So that is not easy. It's not mm, easy. Man, yeah. He's like his yeah. voice is on all like twenty four hours, twenty four seven. He has the that voice. He has that gift. It's, it's true. true. So Mariana, yeah, don't call. Don't call me. Maybe he will pop in and. Yeah. yeah, we will see. <laughs> if, you, if you say his name, come again. 
If you say his name three times while you look at the mirror, you know there was that horror movie years While you ago. cry. <laughs> he will show up. Um, yes, he was on earlier. He must yeah, I be heard. I, I yeah, I heard him. So I want to I want to offer the first question. Uh oh. Yes. For Mariana, um, I... no, no. Uh oh, it's a very simple, easy question. You've danced many. You dance all you styles, danced. it seems like, and um, <laughs> very great, like at all of them. So I want to ask you, just like how you got into dancing, how tango became a part of it. Was it the first or the second or the third or salsa or swing or what? You seem to do it all, and you do it all very well. I, I danced with you only yes. once or twice, but I remember at La Nacional dancing with you not too long ago, and it was just a really great time. And I even asked you afterwards, like, can we practice? Can we get together? Can we hang out? Yes, I wanted to, Of course, too. I didn't really follow through because I'm a lazy bitch, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> but I still would. Hey, you want to practice easily. now? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, I would love masks, to. You know, but yeah, um, but um, but yeah, like um. So what's your what's the history? Because you've been a part of the New York City community for a long time, longer than us, I'm sure, and we've never really um, sure. crossed paths so much, which is interesting. So I just yeah, I just want to hear your your story. That's all. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, so I started dancing very young. I don't, there, there wasn't a particular time where I'm like, I'm starting now. I think I just, I was just born to dance in a cliche-ish way to sound. I was very young and I danced in the living room. I danced out in the streets. Mm -hmm. I just danced, you know, I, but I didn't become formally trained until I was about probably 12, 13 and it happened because I was dancing on the streets. Like I would just get together with people and just dance. I remember being in kindergarten oh. and um, we had show and tell. Do you guys know what show and tell is? I'm outdating myself. Oh my God. Oh no, yeah, for sure. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you know what show and tell is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh okay. So, like, just, I, don't uh, I have no idea yeah, they yeah, do yeah, that yeah, anymore. And I'm showing it to my classmates. Yeah. So I would always on the street. Okay. Uh, yeah, on the go street. Ahead, ahead. But no, I'll let you. Yeah, it didn't sound too good. Um, but I remember my teacher being like, "Okay, they would tell you bring something, like um, create a project and bring it and show it to the class." And I would always forget. But I would be like, "But I have a dance I can show you." So I would just dance in my show and tell. <laughs> and my teacher one day was like, "Oh, that's pretty good. Let's show it to the rest of the class." And then to the other classes in the school. So I went down the hallway to all these classrooms. And I have an older brother. He's two years older than I am. And of course, I ended up going into his classroom. And I'm in the front. And I'm just dancing away. And one of his friends says, is that your sister? And he's like, oh, my God, no. And he was so embarrassed. <laughs> and he would just be really embarrassed every time I showed up. Because I would do it so often that I would end up in someone's classroom. And they'd be like, I think your sister was in my classroom today dancing. I would just improvise. <laughs> so it was amazing like, story. Yeah, so it was. I just always danced. And then I formally trained when I was 12. And um, I remember. And did you yeah was that you started training in at school or like you asked your it was a local dance like, teacher right, i want to learn this 
No, because my parents were working a lot. So I remember just going in, my friends were taking these dance classes in this um, dance teacher's house. She had a studio in the basement and she was really young, super talented. And I went with them and um, she told me, oh yeah, you can join. But I, I couldn't remember. I was really bad at remembering steps and choreography. And at one point she was just like, just dance on your own. Just I'll just give you steps. Remember these steps and just try to remember steps and counts. I was really bad. I was just move. I, I would just move basically. But then I, I became better at learning choreography and steps. And I trained in jazz dancing. So my, my, uh, oh. my foundation was jazz. Cool. And then it went to um, modern contemporary once I got to college, but I ended up going into tango because I joined this dance troupe that was touring the U.S. and they did Latin American dances, and one of them was tango. But I grew up with the music, so it wasn't like foreign at all. I knew what it was, but no one was doing tango at the time when I was growing up hmm. here in the states. So your parents listened to it? Yes. When you were yes. growing up, I see. Yes. Did their parents dance? Like, did your grandparents dance or anything? My grandparents didn't dance because my my parents grew up in Uruguay, and uh, my dad, when he was growing up, they would listen to the music more. And my dad went actually. He saw um, he saw that Yenso live. He saw Troilo live. Wow. Uh, he saw um, Alberto Castillo. He he saw all these amazing orchestras live and singers live but your brother got to see Damn. you live That's but my brother got to see me live <laughs> <laughs> and he has some stories <laughs> so that, i'm just trying to imagine that scenario like you're dancing in a room i i could just feel that like it's like your brother both of you are just both like oh fuck oh fuck oh shit you know oh yeah he was embarrassed <laughs> yeah. by me he'll tell the I'm story sure you were too. embarrassed I for him no, not really. I was like in another world. I was like a big daydreamer. Uh, yeah, I, I, okay. I, yeah, I was like somewhere else. I, I, I wasn't. It wasn't like. I think that's why I became a. Um, that's why I became a dance teacher for kids because kids are uninhibited, and if you just let them do, mm. you know, and movement, express themselves. They, they just go all over the place. I mean, they, there's no filter. That's what I like about working. Do you think that's a problem that we have as we get older, like this filter? I mean, yeah. maybe maybe putting it that way as a question isn't the best way to put it, but we we tend to... I, I know I, I suffer from this. Like uh, I feel like I'm creative and imaginative, <laughs> but then I put myself under this filter of what do people think? What do I think? What should I do? What should I not do? And then I look back when I was a kid and I did all these crazy imaginative things. And um, I don't know. I wish I, I've, I'm curious, like what you think about how do you encourage that with younger people and how should we encourage that amongst each other? Um, not to well, it to yourself. Ram. I think, I mean, first of all, listening to your dad it was just so brilliant like he's pure like he's pure like he's magical you know it's like just pure um and i think that you you have that purity in you and um and 
I think if you are aware that you have this filter, I mean, it's a great time to just practice not to kind of take it off if, if you can. It's harder to, to say than do it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, no, it's harder to do it than say it. I mean, yeah, it's harder to do it than say <laughs> yeah. it. But, you know, yeah, this exactly. is a great time. I mean, the positive thing about what we're living with is that as creatives, as creators, you have no choice but to do it. And you can't filter it right now. You can't filter it, especially with all the, like, all the nonsense that's going around us. Because what you're creating well, is... It's, is not, it's it, not only that you can't filter it, that you can't... Um you can't find an excuse to make it other than for the sake of doing it. Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, I've done things right now that I just, I had stopped doing before and I started doing them again. Like I'll go out to mm. the park. Like I remember the first day, I, I mean, I got back, I was in, actually I was in Uruguay. I was in Argentina and Uruguay when the, um, when the whole COVID surged here in the U.S. and I was almost get, I almost got stuck in South America because the borders were closing. Um, so when I finally got back, I just remember the next day, or I think like three days later, I was like, I, I said to Omar, I was like, Omar, come with me to the park. Let's take a walk. Um, just, I have to dance this song. I've always wanted to do this, but I never had the courage to do it. I'm just doing it now and just videotape me. And I, improvised mm. in the park and he followed me with a camera and I posted it and I've done several videos like that and it's just a fun that is that's amazing huh? and that happened right amazing that's fantastic you know what it happened it's also right away without any filter and I'm ha and I have another one that's coming up too but it's just and awesome. I don't care it's not that I don't care if they're like up to a certain level I'm not doing it for that, you know, as a performer mm. and as like, exactly you know, you rehearse, you, you rehearse endlessly and you're constantly trying to perfect yourself and trying to make it perfect. And then when you perform it live, that's no such thing as perfection because there's things that happen that sometimes are out mm -hmm. of your control, but you rehearse because if those things happen, you don't lose a step. You just keep going. You know what I'm saying? That's it never happened to me. <laughs> never happened to me. You know, you know. Um, the other week, the other week when Chico and I danced outside at Falucho, we hadn't danced in months. I mean, we danced a couple times since March, but like, really, what, five times, six times? You know, and um, maybe yeah. It felt to me like the most liberating performance I ever had because it was just huh? sort of like whatever, like. I mean, also, I've had yeah, 16 years of, I've had 16, we've had, in together, we've had pretty much 16 years. So, you know, it wasn't just out of the, out of the hat box, but it was like, yeah, this is us. Here we are. Yeah. This is the circumstance. It's, and uh, it was pure, like you said, it was just pure. It was just like, you know, it's a crooked sidewalk and we can't so pivot that easier. well. And it felt really good. And, um. Yeah, I like what you said earlier, though, about just that idea of being honest with yourself and being pure. We tend to over... We, I think we live in a world now where we, we have to over-cultivate or over... 
what's the word? I don't know. Like produce ourselves. We're, we're, I, I, I speak for myself, you know, I, I, sometimes I'm practicing with Chico and I'm imagining like if I was performing right now, what would, what would people think or what would it feel like? Or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, but then there's like a guy like my dad who's just like writing songs and it's just very true. And, he doesn't have a he's never been to Juilliard near <laughs> all these places, but the message is very clear and it's very potent. It's very uh, rich. Um, uh, yeah, and that, these I old mean, milongueros have the same thing. It's just like in the milongueros, like just simple, but really pure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's, you know, I think that as as artists and dancers and creators, it's like we're messengers. I know that sounds kind of spooky, but I think we're messengers and we can't stop ourselves from letting it out. Like sometimes it's, it's more than I, I can't control it and I don't control it's it not anymore. Like and I don't judge it anymore, you know, as much as I, you know, I, I have a friend and it. we all have That's a mutual great. friend. Sorry, Chico. It's okay. Go ahead, Adam. No, I was just going to say, like, we all, we all have a mutual friend, Adrian Minchkowicz, I think is how you say his name. He's the comedian, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, Adrian. Yeah. And uh, we've we've gotten very close over the years, and, and, um, and through his experience as being a stand-up and being his friend as well on the side, I, I've come to this realization, like, his artist's, we're all looking to, we all use our art to, to, to express our voice in the world. And a lot of other people don't ever try to do this. You know, they, 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 they hide behind something or that well, hiding is not the best way to put it, but, but, um, and I like what you just said, like I've started to come to realize that as a dancer, I'm just using this facility to express my inner message or whatever else. I don't really know what it is. And like Adrian, I, I, I learned this through Adrian because like he's, you know, I see him and we talk and he comes over for barbecues and we chat and then he's a comedian and he, he's cultivating his, his art into a way to express his thoughts um, to the public it, it's all of us just trying to find a voice, basically, through our mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. And, I, oh I like, and, and I like what you said, Mariana, about how, like, eventually, you know, you just stop judging it and you just you just start to see it as, like, that's your voice. That's that's their voice. And it's all... Yeah. I mean, I, I have to say something. Like, I realized from a very early place in my life that I was a dancer first. Hmm. Um meaning that was the best way I could express myself. That was the one moment where I, it didn't matter what my state of mind was or where my state of being was. It was the one happy place. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just dance in my living room for like soothing meditation if I need to. Like, it's like, I think it's the best way to cure a lot of things. Um, but mm-hmm. I, you know, when I dance, when I started getting into tango, one of the things that I always had to sort of, sort of like cover my ears was like 
when I would hear people say like, you know, like if, if you do other things, if you dance other forms and you're not just true to one, you're not really a true tanguero or a true salsero or a true swing dancer. And I was like, I was like, I can't hear this because I can't help but to want to dance salsa when I hear salsa music. I can't stop mm -hmm. myself from dancing swing when I hear it. And I don't know if I dance it really well or badly. I just love the music and I love what that music produces in my body. And okay, so I've taken some like, you know, I like something. So I've like studied it just so I know the language. It's like, if you like French, you have to learn how to speak French, right? Like if you want to communicate. So you, you learn the, the steps so you can communicate with the other person who's, who's leading you. And then mm -hmm. if you have just a foundation of it, then you can explore and express yourself how you want. But um, I don't know if that has been your experiences, but I just felt like, I had to kind of shut those voices off because I, 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 that's why I, I dance all these things. It's not because I, I, I never thought, like I never really looked for it. I, I sort of, they found me and I found them and then I just explored it. And there's other dance forms that I, that I, I haven't even come into contact with. Like recently I, I, I came into contact with um, Zook and I was like, what is this? You know, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. Kind of foreign to me. I'm not as into it as other dances, but I know it. I respect it. But I don't stop myself. Well, I, I never considered myself. I never, even after like five years of doing tango, I never thought of myself as a dancer. And it's not because I think dance being calling myself a dancer is anything weird or negative. Um, but I was never in. Initially, I was never into it for the feeling of moving my body mm. it was just for the sensation of moving to music mm. i don't know if that really makes of sense course. because they're yeah. both the same they're both yeah. the same but but um it's only really recently like especially with covid like i've been coming much more enjoying moving my body yeah. and over the years like and also past i don't know five six seven years like getting into yoga i was into martial arts a long time ago and but originally for me, tango was really just about the joy of moving to this sound of this music that I thought was really beautiful. It wasn't for the quality of the movement. <laughs> uh, it was just for the sensation of like stepping on a beat or, or I don't oh, know. It's, it's, it's different. Um, yes. Marcelo, yes. Yeah, sorry guys. I I'm you're blowing my mind. All this conversation is beautiful. The art concept, art as an artist and us as a dancers, and something that uh, I feel reflected to. And now that I'm I am studying and doing all these creative things, and I I really I was touched what you Mariana said about now that we are in this situation, we are kind of force of creation, and that is. In a beautiful way to say, let's make the best of it instead of go another path. Let's so create something, and it's yeah. awesome. Yes, yeah. yes. Another thing that Adam is saying, I will. There is an interesting aspect of a concept. Is a concept for or concept 
free. For instance, the free. Somebody wants to be free from something or seem for to do something. It makes sense what I'm saying? So dancing has this kind of, uh, I feel like uh, what Adam is saying is linked to that. And I mm. understand what he's saying. I'm, I'm dancing for something or free to do all other things. It's so interesting. And mm. I, I really inspire me, yeah. guys. Lovely. No, that's, yeah. Yeah, you made I, some, some very uh, clear points there. I've always been attracted to both I, dancers. I really, like, Sorry, Chico, go ahead. It's okay. Am I on delay? I think I can't so, but I want to hear what you have to say. So. <laughs> Get in there, like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Like, what? Hello, hello, hello. I want to talk, but I can't jump in. No, no, go ahead. I'd rather hear what you anyway. have to say than what I have to say. So go ahead. No, no, no. It's, uh, I really liked when Mariana said, like, she just, like, went to the park and danced because, like, the first thing she shared was, like, how she just danced on the streets and that's who she was and to me like you immediately went to your core of mm. who you are and like freed yourself from anything that might hold you back in a way like if you were experiencing any filters or whatever you just went and you're like okay I don't care about how this looks it's about this is what I want to do and this is something I want to express. And because it takes a while when you're learning dance as someone who didn't grow up with dance but always loved doing mm. some physical stuff in my life, it was a process to free myself of like to mm -hmm. realize like I can express and the joy of for me, it was like the communication and sharing the music with someone for a while with tango before I realized I'm actually expressing a lot of what I'm going through. And I feel free in tango, through tango. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like in nothing else, but through dance. But it was a process for me to get there, I think. Mm -hmm. Like having eyes on you when you're dancing, mm. it's like you start, it starts inhibiting you. Mm. Or it was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Or maybe not at the very, very beginning, but then when you start taking it more seriously and you want to get better, you are your first inhibitor because you watch yourself and you're like, oh shit, I look like shit. Uh, and then the yeah, journey is... starts. Yeah, go ahead, Marcelo. Yeah, it's talking about that, two elements that you guys make me think it's awesome. One of the elements I'm thinking is we are talking about art and how artists are trying to express themselves. Something that I start to believe really deeply in, uh, as all of us, a community of artists, is that we are as well, we are the bridge for something. We are avant-garde of many things. And for instance, in this case, we are in a, a, in a podcast that for me is artistic. It's, a, it's persons getting together, are creating a moment, creating something, uh, uh, building a community. And, and it's an art form too at the same time. 
And other thing that I, I mentioned when well, you, Chico, remind me when you were talking, I went to exercise once about exactly that as an artist. And the exercise was simple. And I recommend it to all of you guys that dance and they are listening or they, they are in, in the podcast now. It is standing in, uh, in front of the, of, 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 of the audience or somebody who is looking and imagine literally the position of the person who is in front of us looking at us with this position is much higher than us. This person is in the same level as us, or this person is in a lower level than us. Just imagining that position of the person that's looking at us changes how we behave. It's fascinating how the mind mm-hmm. works. Oh yeah, because when I imagine everybody yeah, I absolutely. sucks, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say, Mike? <laughs> no, Adam went out. Uh, I don't know, Mariana. I, I didn't know that you dance jazz and all this stuff. I love jazz. <laughs> yeah, well, jazz in, in in a style of dance. There's all there's been. Um... Hello, can you hear me? Yes. 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 Oh. yes. 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 Uh, there's 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 been um like a bunch of this, uh, there's this great. Uh, documentary that's called uprooted because there's this great discussion within the dance world about jazz what does jazz dance mean and what is what does it encompass because when i was growing up if you went to a dance studio you had the choice of doing jazz ballet tap modern lyrical and they they use this term jazz and they're like but you're not really dancing to jazz music you're dancing to mainstream music a lot of times and the mm-hmm. movements, what is the styling? And there's like different branches of jazz. Like there's uh, Luigi, there's Fosse, there's all these styles within it. And it's deceiving because you say jazz and people automatically think the jazz music, but it's not really just the jazz music. And, mm-hmm. um, but, Basically, what jazz encompasses is all music that came from the form of percussion or anything that was influenced through the percussion in the music. Interesting. And a lot of it has its roots in African dancing. And I also studied African dance, too. And when I, when when I, I forgot, when you, I'm sorry, I'm, I forgot to mention when yeah. I started in the street, there's a dance called street dancing, right? That like, and out of that mm-hmm. comes hip hop, break dancing. And I danced house music when I was little, mm. too. Little. That's fun, Mariana. Whoa. And I love house music and I still dance house music. <laughs> Not as much though, but wow. I get in there Crazy. See, for me, it's so. It seems like your taste is so versatile. For me, like I need to feel like I want to move my body to that music. And for example, mm-hmm. house music, I cannot connect with it to save my life. Or like, I love Lindy Hop, and I love learning more of Lindy Hop. I love all those musics, but I tried West Coast Swing. I love the movements, but I cannot connect to like all the stuff that they play at their parties. Mm-hmm. 
I don't like that music, so I know I don't want to dance. So I determine it based on if I'm connecting to the music. Or I just not. feel very white. It seems like you're connecting to so many other. <laughs> I mean, there's some music, there's some music I can do it with, but like house music. I took a hip hop class a couple times when I was dating a girl in Philly, and uh, and I was like, I I I. I felt fine, you know, like I knew it. I did not do it well, but I felt fine. But there's a mirror in front of me and everybody else is like doing their thing. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, fine. I'm just fucking white. And then, and, and then oddly enough that night we happened to go to this party on a pier, like just happened to walk into it. And it was like a, it was a hip hop party. And I got on the floor and started dancing and people were like, yeah, white boy. And I was like, yeah, I'm just, just not this. and i i would do it because it felt good but like as we're talking about i just also saw myself and i'm like i look like a fucking idiot <laughs> so that, that is not, i should say i sorry it just didn't help that's all Finish. like if i i would not dance tango all these years if i thought i fucking looked like an idiot that's all that is so fun because you know what something interesting. That is, I don't know. This is something that we need to 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 to, to explore a little bit. This is about why certain kind of races or something. Kind, I don't know how to call it, but they have something groove, and then the white. Yeah, is we got nothing, true. man. We got nothing. <laughs> I went to. I need to tell the story. I need to tell the story. It was so fun. Uh, we were in 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 DC. There is a famous. Uh, 18 lunch, uh, uh, Joanna, you know what I'm talking about, that is full of every day there is different things. And one of the nights is hip hop, right? So we went there mm -hmm. and imagine all the guys dancing, amazing. And there was this white guys there that <laughs> I swear, I was trying to measure what, what beat he was dancing for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> I didn't really catch which of the whole beats in the hip hop song he was trying to catch. And it was interesting to, to watch. <laughs> I think that he was doing, you know, it, I think that he was so good doing that, that took us all. Mm. Ooh, we, lose, we lost Chico and Adam, it looks like. So we can just talk at all of us. No, no, he, we, was, uh, we can... <laughs> he, he was dancing. He was dancing on that beat over there. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, no, not, um, the, not the one you wanted, but the other one. He's, I call it interpretive dancing. You know, <laughs> it's interesting though because you know I have two brothers, and they don't. I mean, they can't dance basically. I can't either. That's why tango is a great excuse. <laughs> but they don't even try to dance on the feet. Like it, it's funny. It's like they're 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 really. It's funny. It's funny when you watch them. I mean. They they have movements in their body. Of course, they can move, but they're so their 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 inclination was sports, and they're great sportsmanship. Like they have great skills to play mm -hmm. sports, but they never had the looseness in their bodies to dance. My father tried to take tango mm -hmm. lessons when he lived in New York, and he's a musician. You know, you guys heard him play music, <laughs> and it yeah. was it was insanely amusing to watch this man. <laughs> 
tried and my brother too uh, a long time ago when i was in berlin you know gary wanted to learn tango for a minute and it was so funny to watch these two try to move to music and they're both musicians uh yeah that go figure that that's very common i don't know why one person is more inclined than the other or what why certain groups cultural groups are more inclined i mean i do have my own beliefs because it's culturally if you grow up with a lot of music in your culture then yes you'll be culturally inclined dancing it's it's just it's like i don't know i grew up with music in my cult in my little family we had music like i was saying earlier but um but no dancing definitely not i was the anomaly and i was sad i could not ask my dad that question i i'm not sad but i was i was gonna ask him what it was like to raise a tango dancer (laughs) 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 not that he would fucking like obviously he doesn't give a fuck either way but um but this is where but I go back to, like, that's what I was saying. Dancing, too. Go ahead, Mariana, sorry. I heard myself, no, 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 by the take way. It. I heard myself. No, I was going to say, like, in Turkey, too, like, dancing is so part of the culture. Like, I don't know. We were going to discos to dance when I was in junior school. Like, from... 11 years on to 18 like we summertime was like you'd go to the disco you weren't allowed to drink but you would go dancing well we had we had Uh, high school we had like middle school high school dances in the u.s too but it was more like standing there with your hands on each other's shoulders and swaying back and forth (laughs) to no this isn't like that this is like you go after 11 or midnight mm-hmm. and you just dance like you just let loose oh no and we didn't we never let loose just, no, we don't let loose here till like 4 a.m in the morning <laughs> and then like our parents my parents like you play any 50s music they will be the first ones to get on the floor to like do some twist and rock and roll um it's just i think but... or folk music they throw some Turkish folk music, people get on the floor. It's just like people just are ready to dance any moment, it feels. You know, guys, this is something that from, uh, something this, that we are talking about the dancing. I think it's really cultural because oh, I remember my granddad, so my, my mom, as you were saying, there was this party. And, uh, and now if we make a little memory, when we see all these Bill movies of the 20s or the 19 the 1930s you see all these people big parties big huge events with people music live music and people dancing so it looks like that before they have a more fun and and no i mean this is in, that they, in, they, they, in the states back in the day like all the movies were dance based fred astaire gene kelly yeah. uh the what's the one with um the White Christmas one that Sharon loves, my girlfriend, she loves White Christmas, her family. I forget the guy's name in that movie. And and a lot of tango dancers who are very, very famous modeled their style off of those choreographies. Um Pupi yeah. Castillo, like all these all these like guys like watched those videos and then like were like, Oh, I wanna do this in tango. We're inspired. It's very interesting. Well, it was a big era of like I grew up dancing. what too. 
the Savoys yeah. in New York City. That's where the swing era. And there was two kinds of swing. There was the Harlem and then there was the downtown. Hmm. What is that? Well, because they, there was one that the, the dancing, well, they said like the swing and swing, like Lindy Hop started in Harlem. That that was the more jumpy mm-hmm. one. And the Savoy style was more, I guess, midtown. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, styles, I'm too. glad we had styles of dance here the, too. The, the... Yeah, I need. Mean... <laughs> so... Sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, this, this is been make me remember because uh, uh, the historian that uh, we're going to do in, in, in I'm working with historian Mariana and uh, to do a talk in in end of the month, and she was she she was uh, telling the story that. We have, for instance, concrete example. We're having tango. This meet that the guys dancing tango, practicing by themselves, right? Tango guy mm-hmm. with guy, and she said all these many things in tango are really just myth, because then she brought this idea of that in the twenties, in the beginning of the century, dancing was so popular. There was a bunch of bunch of people going to do different dancing, and Buenos Aires as well. They were like uh, like the the foxtrot that you guys had in the States with the ladies with short hair and short, short the, the, the skirts dancing. She was saying that there wasn't here in Buenos Aires too. So actually, Buenos Aires was a dancing city and the ladies were dancing with ladies too. So before, for mm-hmm. I don't know, I think the 1930s or around that, before that, society itself was a more dancing society. Yes, yes. Mm. It's yeah, true. it's true. I mean, even in it's like fifties and stuff too. I think like there was, uh, I mean, during the time of rock and roll and all of that, like people got together and there were specific dances to that music. And I think a lot more people like. Well, I think it was also an era where like there was a lot was of art. There was an era of a lot of big bands. And um, mm-hmm. the spaces were big, so they could house these big bands. And it was also, um, it, it was affordable. I think mm. now it's That's just, true. That's yeah, a big, very that's affordable a big to, point. Yeah. To, to pay these a, bands, these 16-piece bands, and you don't have the spaces. These dance halls don't really exist anymore. Um, and I think, you know, culturally also it had changed because people weren't just listening to big band music. They're listening to all different types in, of music. Uh, in New York, we have this place called Swing 46 on 46th Street, you know, and it was so cool. Chico, you know, we've been there many times with our students. They have mm-hmm. a swing orchestra, a swing band playing every night with nobody there it's such an anomaly that it still exists in this day and age in new york city and uh stephanie shapiro was and like it's... well you know we do this and this and this to help fund the band um but yeah mariana and as you were saying like, like this like was not something that used to exist people. or that doesn't exist anymore because we can't really afford it but it's so cool that there's still a few places that have it sorry chico i didn't mean to um yeah, yeah. I know you're on a delay. No, no, no. I mean, I wanted to add on to like, and it's not just like two, three people playing. It's just like six to ten. No, it's a huge playing. band. Yeah. yeah. They are I was going to say orchestra, it's but a it's a huge band. 
uh, the stage the stage is as big as the dancing spot mm -hmm. like the dancing spot is so tiny compared to how big the orchestra hey carol is. Uh, hi hey carol mariana hi. Hi. Hi, Carol. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Had so much fun to hear you guys. Do you know Carol? Do you know Mariana? I think we may have crossed paths. Per in crossed paths. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. How are things um, in New York, everybody? Wow. It's good. Well, Chico's in Turkey right now, so it's shut the good. fuck up. And uh, Mariana and I said, uh... <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. You said Chico's in, in Turkey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I came here on Sunday. How... For how long? For a month. Oh, Nice. Mm -hmm. Did you have to quarantine there or no? I'm in isolation, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not a full-on quarantine. I can go for a walk or something. But she's but that's not, up to her though. Uh, like, engaging they don't with care. anyone. Like, that's that's her yes. call. The Turkish government's not mm -hmm. enforcing. <laughs> well, there it's it's Turkish it's like Turkish US. style. There is a <laughs> there is a 14-day quarantine request like they have in the US. I'm going to do five days and then I'm going to get tested. I got tested today. Um, oh, you did? How was the test? So okay. last time I got tested, they stuck the swab up my nostril pretty nicely, like on both sides. Today, the doctor, the other, today, a different doctor came in and she was like, here's a tissue. You might want to hum. I'm like, what the fuck? And she shoved that shit. Like, mm. way up there. And I was like, okay, I guess there's different methods to this. <laughs> oh, shit. So, whatever. It didn't hurt that bad. It's not the end of the world. But I, yeah, that was that. Adam, why are you getting tested? Is there a particular reason? Do, I mean, well, I know people should get tested, I'm, but. I'm sort of like, I'm kind of social. Like, I hang out with people occasionally. And I'm definitely not just sitting at home every day so like i go to the rock gym i climb i have dinner with friends sometimes we had people over on sunday for a barbecue um mm. so really just for my own just concern i don't know Sanity. yeah mm -hmm. yeah and how long does it take you to get the results well the last time i did it which was like two weeks ago it took two days and um it was two days for me last and week. um i have two privates this for this saturday i potentially two privates i have one private for sure and i might have another one and uh yeah so i just i want to get back to work i want to start working again i want to institute a policy mm -hmm. of testing and dancing and Set an example for that. So. We were ne we were never allowed to do privates here since the COVID thing. Like even when they allowed us to start group stuff, we weren't we weren't allowed to do. Well, privates. I'm not doing this with any sort of um, what's the word permission. You're doing it in a bubble. Also, you're probably teaching people you know. Yes. And you know where they've been. I'm doing it out outdoors. 
on a pier mm-hmm. and my con- my condition is that they have to get tested and I have to get tested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm also so I, I've taught like I three privates in seven months. So, like, it's not like I'm doing this every week. It's just mm-hmm. smart. I'm gonna diverge back. To, I'm gonna take the conversation back to Mariana. If that's okay, guys. Away from COVID. Okay. <laughs> yes, we want to know the jazz. Did you dance cats? Cats? Did I? No, so I. Cats. Mm? Yes. <laughs> so, Mariana, you said something like, what was the last dance that you heard about and tried? She said Zook. And you Zook. said. And, but you said you didn't like it. So what makes you not like the dance? I, I shouldn't say I don't like Zoo. I like it. I liked it. Um, I feel like that's a dance that the person who's leading it has to be really good. Because mm-hmm. if it's not really led well, it's it feels not so good. Because it's, um, it's a very sensual dance and you're doing a lot of ripples and you're connecting and i mean the movement is super cool when it's done super well it's like you're on you're on a ride and you don't (laughs) and you're just like waving it's like riding the waves you know it's like you get on a board and you're riding smoothly and 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 you go into like i don't know you could definitely go into um a meditative state but if it's not mm-hmm. done well, then it just feels like you're guessing. What is that? So that's like and tango, like... but even harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's well, the same thing with tango. And I guess like because <laughs> I guess because tango, I know it more. So I can I can I can fill in the blanks, you know, when I'm dancing with someone maybe who doesn't dance it as well. So I, I, I can. But I don't know Zook as well. So I'm really dependent on that lead. And like I remember. <laughs> I have a great friend. She's an amazing Zoop dancer. She's totally there. And of course, like everything else in my life, like I don't just go into it like gradually. Like I went to this, the first time I went to um, to a Zook experience was like this huge Zook weekend. And it was like all the Zook people got together in New York. It was like one of the first Zook gatherings and all the masters were here and I don't know what. So I went and they were like the top of the top were in this uh, one dance place and I was like I have no idea what I'm doing so I started dancing with this guy and he stuck his forehead next to my forehead and I was like okay I, I'm used to this like cheek to cheek stuff okay but then he just stood there and he didn't move for a good I guess five minutes and I was like what am I supposed to do here like we were head to head not moving and I felt really <laughs> awkward and I was like what is this and then he started to move his head like from side to side very slowly. And I'm like getting a, a forehead massage and I'm like, okay, where's this going? And then it started to like go to my shoulders and then like my hips. It was just really awkward. It was a very awkward experience for me at that moment. And then I realized I don't know enough to get on the dance floor and to dance with people. It happened so, to me in the subway, the same sensation. <laughs> 
I mean, it was. Just, I mean, it's much easier to show you than to like explain it. But then I was like, wow, this is too like this is too. I don't know, too foreign to me. But then when I saw people dancing who dance really well, they just looked like amazing. They looked like they were mesmerized with each other, and I was like, wow, that's such a cool. Feeling. Whoever's I cleaning out their it. cabinets right now. Can you stop doing that? Yes, please stop. Please stop. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> I, I think it was me, but I was not cleaning my cabinets. I was just getting out my computer because Pablo just sent me a message about something. Sorry about That's that. That's okay. No, don't worry. I, I will be silent, 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 silent. Now. Take care because these people tend you're to so kick tiny, you You're so Carol, but you're so loud. Mm. Yes, I... But yeah, I Carol, walk really you can, loud. You can, you can mute yourself if you want to move around. You can still yeah, yeah, I forget about that. I forgot I was. I forgot that I was part of things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I ask a question? Um, because uh, Zook and Kizumba, for me, I realized that they were things at the same time, but they're not the same, are they? Or are they? They're no, not the they're different. No. I actually, I, I can do Kizumba more than I can do Zouk because Kizumba is very similar to Tango. Oh, okay. Yes. I've seen it before. And it actually comes With from Angola. With more hips and grinding. Kizumba. With more hips, yes. right? Oh, what? Kizumba? Uh, yeah. Yes, it's more hips, yeah. It's more hips, but I feel like, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely I hear hips. it's very sensual, too. Yes, it is very sensual. It is. It's definitely very sensual. But it's more hip action. Uh, Zook is like your whole body. You're rolling in and out. It's actually beautiful. Like, uh, like when it's done well, it's beautiful. <laughs> All of these, right? When it's done well, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So if you dance, all, <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> Sorry. It's 6 a.m. now, so I'm a little. Oh my God. Chico, how long do you guys self. go on this podcast for? I don't know. We keep going. It's fun. I love having you. So I might be tired, but I don't want to stop. So, <laughs> knowing all these, within knowing all these dances, what. Did you try teaching any other form besides tango? Did I what? I'm sorry. And if did you teach any other form of dance besides tango? Oh yeah. Um, actually, I started teaching. I was teaching kids at a very young age. I started when I was about, I would say, sixteen, seventeen. So before I started teaching tango, my specialties teaching kids and I would teach creative movement. So mm -hmm. that's a whole other style. I mean, it's a whole other method of teaching. Um, and it's using elements and you use props and a lot of um, images like imagery when you teach creative movement. Why would you not so that was my that for adults? Oh, I do. I still do that. But now I, you don't call like a class, a creative movement class. Yeah. It, it, adults are very um, inhibited, you know. Oh, my God, Chico, you sound so tired. Yeah. Do I? You're like, really? you're like, 
Huh? Why? Why don't you teach that for adults? <laughs> this is like when I, this is like when I'm high and you guys tell me like I'm high. I sound high or something, but it doesn't sound like that to me. You're probably delirious right now. I think you're dead. I don't know. No, don't say that. <laughs> I think that she's high, for real. What did you smoke? She flew to Turkey, man. I'm, I'm drinking water. <laughs> it's true. I smoked a lot of stuff, probably. Oh my god! But gosh. Mariana, you also teach salsa and and um, other other dance forms. I teach salsa. I teach tango, and I yeah. teach children. But in children, I teach tango and salsa. But I also do creative movement for kids. I don't do it as much now. I used to do it a lot more. I mean, the the builds and the creative movement. I used to do it a lot more. Yeah. I want to. But when I started more, more class. Oh, come on, come on down. Well, hopefully, when all this passes, if I do one, I will let you know. <laughs> I would love that. Today, I took a modern dance class online. You know, I've only taken. I think two classes at Alvin Ailey at one point in my life. And I awesome. was like, man, this is difficult. It's, I love it. I, I've always like wanted to know other dances to also be able to express myself more differently than tango within tango. Like to feel yeah. free of the boundaries that yes. defined by the dance. Like when yes. I dance Lindy Hop and like they tickle their foot a lot, but it looks amazing because it's part of that dance and it's part of that aesthetic. And I'm like, you can make that look cool in tango if that's your intention. <laughs> so like I really do want to learn other stuff. And today though, it was crazy. I was so tired and it brought me to life to do this modern dance class. And, but to coordinate my arms and my feet at the same same time is not something we do so much in tango. So that's no. definitely a challenge. Definitely yeah, a challenge. it's interesting. Uh, I think that it's interesting because, um, you know, in tango, like for the woman, I think her back is so expressive and sometimes it's overlooked. Mm. Mm -hmm. because we're so focused on our feet. And I think that a lot of the movements come from the back. That's a really good you know, point. Like, mm -hmm. yes. and, and if yes. we focus the back on our backs, I think that we, we, we can, I don't know, we can gain more agility in our movement. Yeah. Um, Very true. And I think that when you do other dance forms where you're dependent only on yourself, you develop your back more to support you. Hmm. Uh, that's why sometimes when you see like like very trained dancers, like when I mean trained, like classically trained dancers dancing tango, it looks a little rigid sometimes because they're so in their body hmm. that 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 that's they true. that they need. They need to find the relaxation in throughout their legs and, you know, they're so uplifted. They have to find a way to bring it into the feet. But sometimes people who don't 
train and other dance forms, sometimes they're weaker in their back, mm -hmm. and you can see it when you're dancing. Um, I used to have that problem. Yeah, I, I definitely mean, had that problem. It took me years to understand the importance of the back and like yeah. to pay attention to that, like when you feel the freedom of the spine and the shoulder blades and like you see like the expression of the back and uh, yeah, it, it took me years to understand and see that. Where were yeah. you? <laughs> I was somewhere on the street dancing on the street at some point. <laughs> Is there another song dancing in the street? I now I I, I want to YouTube one. Yeah, there are mamas and we'll the papas. Be, yeah, will be Maria, oh, Mariana will be there popping in the. Yeah, you know I I think it also depends like, I think it also depends like when you grew up and where you grew up too like the era where I grew up I remember like the boom boxes were like a big thing. Do you know what a boom box is? Oh yeah. Yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I wanted to be so cool and I remember my dad got this radio that wasn't like a the boom box, like a big boom box, but it was pretty big, but it wasn't that big. And where I grew up there was this corner and it was called the corner and people got t shirts, okay, t shirts made that said the corner. Um and yeah. you'd go to the corner and you would hang out and they started like all the, they would bring their boom boxes. So I wanted to be in that group. So I took my dad's radio <laughs> and I took it with me and I brought it to the corner to show like, look, I'm, I'm cool. I'm with you guys. I have a boom box. And I forgot to like take the cord out, the, <gasps> oh, the plug. <laughs> so I, I, I took the radio with me and I'm dragging this cord and they're like, what are you doing? I was like, what? I have my boombox. And they're like, you have a cord. Why do you have the cord? You didn't take out the cord. I was like, well, I didn't know you could. And they're like, you don't even have batteries in this. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was so like, I'm cool. and he was laughing at me because I was like dragging this radio that was <laughs> too big for me, but not that big. And with this huge cord dragging on the street. That's but anyway, I, like the point of that is like I'm just remembering, like depending where you grew up and the time you grew up, like it was like music was really big, like dancing in the street was really big, and you would bring your boombox and you'd stand in the corner and just people would just jam and do these moves and like hmm. they would pop and lock and then I mean I didn't really become like a big pop hip I, I didn't yeah I didn't really become I just like, a big dancer. In that. <laughs> that, was my, that was my dancing I was in the corner with a drink and just moving from one side to the other trying to go the rhythm but I'm grateful that Tango gave me the opportunity to dance in my way because I never I never was like a natural dancer <laughs> but Mariana, it's great that yeah, you can do wonderful. so many different that's... things, and uh, but, but, definitely but what I'm amazing is, like, I... Thank you so much. But I just want to say, like, I can do many things, but not. Ah, what... I'm not putting myself down because I, I, I'm, I'm working on myself. 
not to put myself down, because I was going to say, I do a lot of things, not that I do them well, but I'm not going to say that, um, but I did anyway. I think, <laughs> I think what I try to encourage people to do is just to do it, just to try it. I'm and, not, and I'm not like disagreeing it, with like that, it. and I don't think you that know, like, the way you said it was putting yourself down. It's just being honest. <laughs> yeah, I just think I was just like, I, yeah, I was just doing things, you know. I was just like, oh, and okay, I like this. Great. Let me try it. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I took I a modern this. dance class. I wish I could have met you. Yes. In, uh, <laughs> college once. I did one semester of college. That's it. Community college. Nice. And uh, I loved it. I didn't understand it. Why'd you stop? Because I didn't. Because it was community college. It was like really crappy. I was 16. It's a long story. But this that, that class was really great. It got me moving in the morning and felt good about life and shit. I didn't know this. <laughs> wow. Uh, Adam, I bet I, you if actually, you kept doing it, you would probably be hired instantly in a modern dance company. Well, that doesn't take that much. <laughs> no, be, no. <laughs> because... Because men like like this this thing like I just I just like in general like when when there's like male dancers, they people like really want male dancers. Well, I missed I missed my prime because <laughs> I'm almost forty now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh... but I have to tell you I that dancers. I'm sorry, but male dancers. Go ahead. Sorry. You you could be seventeen, and become a classically trained dancer as a male. I'm sure, but I just didn't have it in me. I was, yeah, that was not in my <laughs> scope. But but I did enjoy the feeling. I remember the feeling of leaving that class and just feeling rejuvenated, just joy of life. And, and I, I think that's why even today I look for physical things to do all the time. I'm not necessarily hmm. an athlete, but I have to go outside every day. I have to move. I have to ride a bike, run, do something, climb, something. Can you guys hear this? Yes. 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 I am. Wow. My apartment is right by the mosque. Oh, wow. wow. So five times a day. <laughs> it's amazing. I can see the mosque. I just opened the window for you guys so that you can hear it. So, um, Chico, this do you the practice? Morning prayer. Is that your? Yes. Do you understand what they're uh, no. saying? No, I used to. <laughs> we learned all of that, but I don't remember. I do not practice now. But um, I grew up with my grandparents practicing and yeah i just love hearing that but your parents didn't know do they no they know i mean they know the religion well and they are not practicing five times a day sort of stuff but mm -hmm. yeah my my mom believes in uh and she does pray and some of the prayers she does do in the Arabic language, mm -hmm. and um, my dad does not. Uh, anyway, 
You know, right. I just I, I have to like mention to be this fair, before. But it um, amazing. Yeah, it's always it's a no, beautiful it's... thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I just want to mention just to bring it back to tango because I I feel like I went so many places. Um. But I have to say, out of all the dances, once I started, I remember the first time I actually had to dance tango, it was on stage, and I had to do this choreography. But once I did it, it was something that I felt so familiar without even having danced it. And I just remember the feeling of, like, I've come, I found what I wanted because I dabbled in so many dance forms, but when I did it, I was like, oh my God, this is it. I have to, I have to, I have to go deeper into this dance. Mm. I just felt like I needed to bring it back to tango because I was like, well, I I'll tell you, place, but my, how did I, what, so it was my, like that, that one moment that I was like, oh my God, this is it. I have to, I, I have to know more. And that's when I just started to really pursue it. And I sort of kind of like, just wanted to be a tango dancer in the sense that I just wanted like my, my main thing, my main focus was tango. I'll tell Although you the I only thing that I've ever committed to was tango because I don't know why, but I've done a lot of other yeah. things, but for some go. reason, this is this weird thing that I've decided to. And Mariana did. Hmm. Was there a specific reason why? For me or Mariana? For you? Uh, like that you could, or no, you already said like, I don't know why. So I made me think that if there was a reason like that she felt more like mm -hmm. that was the one. I think because, you know, I grew up here. I grew up in the States, which is interesting because I grew up in the States and I grew up in a very Uruguayan culture, like like my parents were, I mean, they instilled in me the culture so much. And when I started doing tango, it just was like, just really just felt very familiar, very at home. Hmm. And I, I just felt like, I, I don't know if this sounds weird, but I just felt like it was in my blood and I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I couldn't explain it, but I just felt it was in my blood. Like, ha had you heard the music a lot growing up in yes. your house? Yes, yes, yes. Through my dad, my dad would quote like tango lyrics and stuff. That's probably yeah. part of it too. I think that's part it of it, and also blood. like percussion. Like percussion to me is just like, oof, like I can't help it. So there's these elements that I just. It just connects to me. That's why I love milonga. Like I, like my favorite was milonga when I started doing tango. Was milonga, then tango, then vals. Mm. And I just really, yes. really love vals. Guys, I, I need to say that, uh, Maria. I'm sorry, guys. If you can, if you can Google um, YouTube, uh, Candombe Uruguayo, which is uh, Uruguay Candombe, yes. you will know what Mariana is talking about about the drums in Uruguay. It's amazing and. And I never saw, I mean, I, I saw beautiful dancers in Argentina, but the best milonga dancers, I saw them in Uruguay. Epa. <laughs> Thank you. But it's, yeah, it's, there's something very, 
very unique in that. And if you're in Uruguay and you're walking down the streets, you'll hear drumming. People practice out in the streets, their drums. Yes, it's awesome. Awesome. Just uh, there is one video of Ruben Rada teaching mm. candombe in the in the drums, and it's hilarious and so beautiful. And you can tell the relationship that there is between that music and the milonga, early milonga sounds. I love it. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. It's it's definitely beautiful. Um, yeah. So I feel like and the like chivitos and the chivitos, Mariana, oh my lord. Ah, yeah, chivito al pan. <laughs> Muy rico. No, it's it's great. It's great. Oh, I want to go it's to awesome. Uruguay now. We should all we should all go to Uruguay <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I've been to Uruguay. I was. Yeah. We yeah. I was in um, like Manantiales, and they had tree houses. The hostel was a bunch of tree houses, and we stayed in wow. there. And then the beach was. You know, a block away, no paved roads, just... It was funny because we went to Uruguay from Argentina and the address mm -hmm. was like some number street, whatever. And we thought it was in um, whatever the fucking uh, the place with the hand and the beach. I don't know what's it called. So you were in uh, Punta del Este. Right. And then they were like, oh, no, this place you booked is not here in Punta del Este. It's actually 45 minutes north on a bus. And it was called Manantelialis. And we went there. You went to a very, um, that's a very, like, uh, chicy place. Which? Manantiales. There's a lot of resorts there, no? No, it was really, it was just a tree house and a beach. <laughs> He's a white dude. What? No, no, it wasn't Shike. It wasn't. Uh, it was just. We we thought we were gonna stay in a Shike place, which is Montevideo or whatever, but we actually were sent up to a place with a <laughs> treehouse and a beach. Oh, I love that. Where you gotta send me that because Manantiales never... is the name of it. I mean, I know Manantiales. Um... Cause it's like all these like well Uruguay pretty much is surrounded by beaches. Yeah, Montevideo and like you go every all of the cities are like along the coast except there's you say departamentos more in the center right, mm -hmm. but most of the people live in Montevideo, which is right on the coast, right on the water, and um, like Manantiales, uh, San Ignacio, Punta del Este, those are places where a lot of people would. Lots of money go, but Manantiales, interesting. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look into that. The tree houses. I like that. I might have the name. Do you have the name? Maybe I'm misremember. I'm not remembering. How long name. ago was this? Well, it's uh, eight years ago at least. Oh. But hmm. it was a. Yeah, it was obviously it was on the water, but it was like a place where there was no sidewalks or streets. It was just. We stayed in a hostel that was just in the trees. But I'm pretty sure it was called Manantiali. That sounds so fun. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Did you have We a need to ask Chuck. Sorry? <laughs>
Hello. Hello. Sorry. Yeah. Hello? I think we we all got lost and we're back. I think. Yeah, oh. for a second. I think it's coming to the end of the three hour limit that we have. That's oh why yeah. Maybe. <clears throat> we have. Oh, oh, oh yeah. They just gave me the signal. So, we're out of thank time. Thank God there is a limit. Thank God yes. there is a limit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, guys. So Chico, you're gonna, gonna be there for a month, down. right? Yes. We're gonna play. What Chico? Do you want me to play? Marvin Gaye. Dancing on the street. Is that Marvin Gaye, guys? No, it's the Mamas and the Papas. Oh, I thought it was. And and then it was um. Like uh, Lionel Richie or something like that. Yeah, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Yeah, dancing in Chicago. Oh no! Shit. Well, I want to thank you all for joining us, guys, and we'll let that. Thanks for being there, everyone. For closing. Thank yes. you guys so much for having me. This was so much fun. Um, oh and my your god, you're brilliant. He's so inspiring. Now I want to go to Uruguay, dance some candombe, sleep in the trees, and yeah, eat some some some, uh, some torta frita in the beach in Uruguay. Oh, oh my lord. You made me yeah, travel, guys. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Next year. Next year. Next year. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night, Good night guys. Is this really dancing on the street? No, it, the Mamas and the Papas like is the original version. What's this? All right, hold on. I'm going to find it. Martha... Martha and the Vandellas? No, the Mamas and the Papas. That's what's coming up as the first 1964. Oh, well, what's the... oh maybe it is the first one. And I think in 66. There was a, there was a Mick or... Jagger version. Yeah, that was in the 70s or 80s, but in 